Hello, everybody, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John, your executive producer here, and thanks for tuning in to watch or listen to whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to. In these trying times, we really do appreciate everyone that feels that we are worth their time, and we hope that we're able to give you something entertaining to while away the time as you spend it. Uh, we particularly want to thank those of you that feel like we're worth financially contributing to, uh, particularly our $25 and up supporters on Patreon, who are Antitonic, Drevian Alexander, Catwater Flame, Rowan Parker, and Samantha Bates. Yes, I read that off of the list. Thank you very much for supporting us. I know that in these uncertain times, finances are tough for everybody, so that you're willing to donate to us means a lot to all of us here, and we thank you. That being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another adventure or episode of Perseus Endeavors in the Lancer RPG system. I am Cody, the game master for tonight, and joining me today is John. I'm John. I'm playing Oni, uh, currently piloting the Vanguard Pattern GMS Everest Mizuchi. And Andrew. Hello, I'm Andrew, currently piloting the. Oh, wait. Playing Sparky, currently piloting the <laughs> sniper pattern, Janice Everest, Laramar. And Craig? Hi, uh, I'm playing Maggie, callsign Maw, currently piloting the standard pattern, GMS Everest, Homestead. And William? I'm William, currently playing. I'm... Wow, the currently just got swapped. <laughs> okay. Currently I'm playing, playing Val- Valkyrie. This may change yeah. later. I'm playing, I'm post. playing Valkyrie, uh, currently piloting the uh, command pattern, GMS Everest, Regenleif. And last we left off, uh, our Lancers were able to locate and perform a fairly quick assault uh, and rather efficient assault on a uh, pirate base that they located uh, while looking for uh, an Andaran envoy. And after clearing out the pirates and seemingly no no combatants left within sight, uh, we join our lancers. So I hit the I hit the comms uh, that we've been using to communicate with the envoy. Andar and envoy, this is Oni of the Sadamaru Mercenary Corps. We've Eliminated all the hostiles that we have found in the facility. Can you give us any more accurate directions to your location? And then over the private Lancer frequency between the four of us, we really need to figure out a better name. <laughs> uh, while you're when you're finishing uh, the last bit, name starts to reply. He goes, uh, "They stuck me in the back corner somewhere. I think." Uh, don't know which side of the facility they kept me in a uh, or kept my head covered, but I do know I'm near uh, some corner. All right. Well, let us uh, shout if you hear walking. <laughs> and I'm just going to start moving. <laughs> I'm just going to start moving around. The I facility. did hear gunfire off to my right. 
Um, I'm gonna move over. I guess short range comms. <laughs> um, um, and so uh, you noticed you were the only one that noticed uh, Mizuchi or when you came in here. This gray area right here is a landing pad. There were bay doors, and they were open when you came and started fucking with this assault mech over here. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to, uh, while, while Ma is talking, I'm just going to indicate in that direction to the others so that we can start heading that way. Uh, uh, Craig, well, Ma is still on the shoulder of Mizuchi. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, over, over short-range comms, Ma said, um, I, I, hey, hun, before you go marching yourself into some other kind of trouble, you won't put me down. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, hang on. Actually, I'm, hang on. I mean, I can shadow a Colossus it down off your ass, but I'd prefer not to. I'm just going to boost over towards the other back towards Maul's Mac. Okay. So it's like, actually, hold on. Are you wearing uh, a hat, Ma? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? She's wearing a full locked heavy suit, but she okay. probably also has a straw hat on top of the outside of the suit. Okay, so since he warned you, you you're able to hold on to it. <laughs> the, you just feel feel the wind and the, the hat goes for a second. And then, all right, so there you go. All right. All right. She'll she'll um, use the uh, polarity reviews on the mag boots to jump back over to the homestead and get back inside, take over control, uh, take control back over from Doodlebug. All right. While they're doing He's that, Valkyrie's going to head over here. Yep. Yes. Yeah, check this door. Also moving out to examine the one on the other side. Yep. Let me just review these. So both of you open these doors, and it looks like they're both still uh, in uh, the middle of construction, actually. Uh, Sparky, the room that you're in is basically, so far, uh, it's just been, uh, it looks like it's just been, the excavation of it has just been started. and for Valkyrie, uh, there's a little bit more excavation on the south side of the room, but most of what's up here it looks like this is where the actual uh, power plant is inside. Uh, there's a small cooling pool uh, for reactors, and then uh, the generator or the storage capacitors are lined up on the north wall. Having now dropped uh, Ma off, I'm heading down because I saw a door down here. Yep. So you find yourself in a warehouse, and there are a handful of cells along the far side wall. And in as you approach the door, uh, you can hear over the comms. All of you can hear over the comms. Hey, I think somebody's outside. Yeah, Open the door. Immediately turn and move in. Yep. Spiky will immediately turn and move in Mizuchi's direction. Okay. Tell me that's you. Probably. 
think we're the only ones stomping around. Uh, it's someone, I hope so. someone should go check uh, the other side of this hang of this uh, entryway, though. Let's say indicating over here. Yeah, Valkyrie will head down that way as yep. I move in. And Maul is, is still up top. Can I see the envoy? Uh, yeah. So these are like about ten feet tall. Uh, storage. It looks like this is where they stored most of the ammunition and uh, foodstuffs. Uh, just general storage area. Um, so it's only about 10 feet tall, and you can see over it and down into the cells. So, yeah, you can see him. I will dismount so I can go help get him out of a cage. And as I do... <laughs> Uh, whoever's, if anybody's got extra room in their, in their frame, I found our That'd envoy. Be me. Yep. Yep. That's what I'm built for. I do also have one, but you go ahead. Uh, what, what did Valkyrie find uh, in the other room? Uh, Valkyrie in the other room, uh, when you open that up, you can see two full-size printers, uh, huh. And then a handful of, so these larger, not the very large brown squares, these ones, let me see, these right here yeah, are the mech are the printers. printers. These right here are like the normal, normal size printers. And then these right here are actually computer banks uh, that uh, are on. And flashing. Found plenty of hardware in the other room that uh, you might want to take a look at, Sparky, especially our printers. On it. Go ahead and roll a d20, uh, Valkyrie. Uh, or Sparky. Uh, actually, yeah, no, Sparky since Valkyrie left. Uh, can I use Hackle Fix to help you? Yes, that would. Meanwhile, I get out of my suit, out of my mech jump over towards where Envoy is and begin cutting him free. Okay. Uh, so you begin cutting him free. Uh, Sparky, as you walk in, you can see that these computers are currently active doing something, and then as you step closer, you can see that they're wiping themselves. And they're not currently done yet. I will immediately move to do my best to prevent uh, okay. any further data from being lost. Go ahead and roll um, another d20. The hacker right. fix will apply. All right. Another plus two. Ah, that's a nine. Nine. You're able to save a like a, 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 a small bit of data. A sliver and, of data. Yeah, a sliver of data. And uh, uh, but at, right as you pull as you copy over the last bit that's still there and extract it to your mech's drives, uh, the final, uh, the little bar finishes, the screen blanks out, and then it comes up with basically like an MS-DOS screen. <laughs> uh, yeah, Just kick Sparky. my drink. Sparky will immediately get on the comms. Our adversaries. Had, had had some time to start their computers wiping themselves. I recovered what I could. It's not much. All right. What did you find in terms of tech? 
just as Valkyrie said, it looks like we've got printers. These look mech-sized. We might be so, able to print our own with these. Spoils of war. Ooh. Indeed. Uh, so you guys so, get him out of there. What kind of what kind of cage is the envoy in? Uh, it's it's very primitive. You don't have to work hard to hold a hurt person. Uh, so it's literally just pretty much iron bars. Uh, in uh, they're only about an inch, inch and a half apart. So but... so like it's like you step to the back wall for me and just reach up and pull off this oversized sword off my back, just two hands and slice through the bars. <laughs> okay, let me one second. Let me see your. Does your sword have any special properties? No, it's just uh, it's uh, uh heavy. It's big. It's big. It's big. Okay. It's oh, is this your? Sized. Is this your signature weapon? Uh, no, this is my. Where uh, is? Where's my? There's. Yeah, uh, it's my medium AC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's enough. Not mixed. You, it's not as clean as you would have liked through. You go through about two bars and then you hit the locking mechanism and it stops and then you have to wrench it out. That's fine. Pull it out, but kick, then the, kick it, the broken yeah. bars down. <laughs> yep. As soon as you, with it broken and you kicking the lock, the, the, the lock part, it bends in a little bit and then it just kind of squeaks out and you, thanks. Pushes, pushes out. I extend a hand. Oni. Guys, Takar, Envoy of Andara. Pleasure. Let's get you out of here. Yeah, thanks. Uh, y'all didn't see a, uh, well, that, one second. You said, you said you found a printer room? Yeah. He says, looking at you, Oni. Yeah. Uh, goes over the general comms. Is there a large bluish-looking mech with uh, 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 assault rifle and uh, ammo pack on the back? Do I see such a mech? Yep, over in this back left corner, you see like a discarded droid from Star Wars just slumped over against the wall, partially taken apart for parts. Uh, uh, But it is slumped and it has a few boreholes in it. Yeah, Sparky will uh, just peer around one of the printers. We have visual confirmation, but it looks damaged and disassembled in several places. Those sons of bitches better not have... You see, he starts walking out of the door. Let's get you over there. Hey, how's our new friend look over comms? Does he look damaged and disassembled at all? I'll give him a glance over. Is he bleeding or injured? No. No. He's a little dirty. The the plating on the sides of his uh, face are a little scuffed up. But <laughs> other than that, no serious damage. Overcomes. Nothing a good bath and a hot meal couldn't fix. Is it cute? <laughs> Eh. Sparky will ignore that comment and start examining this uh, <laughs> droid-shaped creature that's... Uh, Valk- Valkyrie overcomes will just go, he doesn't look bad, not really my type, but... Eh. <laughs> Alright, well, 
jury's still out on on uh well anyhow um and uh she i mean will go back i'm her. not picky but <laughs> oh hon well when you have as little time left as i do you learn to get uh i wouldn't say picky i'd say uh um you develop taste Asteroid but when I when I was your age, I likewise was not picky. Asteroid disable squad communications. To <laughs> Done. You hear? Also, also, I'm I'm just using my data plating, so he, like he's only he's like hearing my part, and nothing else. <laughs> Over Sparky's comm here, like, well, I remember one time back, and it cuts off. Yep, cuts off right in the middle of that. <laughs> Uh, so you're looking over the, the mech, uh, it looks to be, uh, uh, some, uh, pattern of, uh, GMS Everest that you don't quite recognize. Uh, it's a little, I don't, I don't have the picture anymore. Uh, but, uh, it's very rounded armor. I do because uh, it's, because it's in your characters, a sheet on the comp con. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So if you guys want to look at that, that's that's what the mech looks like. I've put it on the stream. Uh, oh, nice. Ah, I had it on Pinterest, and then it went away, and I'm sad. <laughs> and I also put it in. Slack, yeah. So. so nice. <clears throat> uh, is there anything you were trying to figure? Uh, basically, I'm just looking to see whether it is in fact salvageable. Oh yeah, it looks like most of what's been taking off, but like the the general frame is still there. Most of what's been removed are uh, like the armoring elements to it. That now that you can see parts of it um, removed, the plating on it does seem to be fairly dense uh, and thick. Uh, as far as armor is concerned. Once Astra turns comms back on, Sparky will uh, uh, send out a message. Looks to be an Everest pattern mech. Still functional, but in less of a con- in less good a condition than its owner would like. <laughs> I'll pass that along. Yeah, there is to... a hand missing from it. <laughs> I'll pass that along to our envoy. Okay. Because as you click bastards, as you click comms back on, you catch the tail end of, and that's why I was cordially invited never to return to, uh, to the powering system. <laughs> Valkyrie, uh, Valkyrie, the the Regan lift kind of reaches down and extends a hand to to let the envoy back up to let the envoy up as the cockpit opens. If you want to get a ride over there, I've got room. Sure. Uh, and hops in your mech. I will reboard the Mizuchi at that point. All right. I'm assuming. Uh, uh, while you're, over. while you're doing that, I'll send a message you out. Can... All right. Um, uh, I'm... while you're in here, you also see another, uh, another handful of uh, of those assault mechs that are the hunting mechs that you saw that you fought up in the northern part of the building 
uh, in various states of disrepair. One of them is littered with, or just ravaged with tears and claw marks. uh, And uh, one of them is missing the lower half of uh, three quarters of one of the mech legs. Uh, It looks to have been tore off mid beam or mid structure beam for it. But yeah, so there's various destroyed mechs in here as well. Um, I am going to send a message back to the city that we that we landed in. Okay, yeah, Laprin. Yeah, Laprin. Uh, uh, what was the name of our contact in Laprin? Um, Anara Devon. Yes, Anara Devon. Uh, this is Oni. This is Oni of the Lancer Squadron. Uh, sent to rescue Indar, an envoy reaching out for Miss Devon. It's a few moments. One moment, we can have uh, Miss Devon on the line. Please hold. Yep. There's a another brief pause. And then here. This is Devon. Uh, news regarding the envoy, I'm being told. Uh, sorry, what was that? I, I missed that last part of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> she, she said news, she said, uh, she was told that there was news of the envoy. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes, Mr. Vaughn, we've, uh, confirmed rescue of the envoy as well as elimination of a group of pirates out here that looked like they were harvesting your giant turtles. Um... We've got a base that has some additional materials that we would appreciate assistance getting to our ship, if possible. Uh, what type of materials? Mech um, printers. We have a few mech, print- mech printers. Yep, and we like, can't carry them ourselves. <laughs> um, I can see if we have anything... Any vehicles large enough to transport that? Do you have the tools to move them or remove them from their current uh, uh, I'll, locations? I'll flip over to flip over to squad comms. Hey, Sparky, do you think you and Ma could get those mech printers ready to move? Are they are they out of character first? Just so I, do we? Would I know in character if they are active? Currently, I know they were being wiped, but are they still programmable? Yeah, the the computers were being were wiping themselves. The mech printers are like giant three D printers. printers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, so there's whatever you can program into them. They can still they're still functional. Um, they're just very large, and mm-hmm. they take time to remove and move. It's easier to install them than it is to. Uh, uh, uninstall them because of how, their size. Yeah, I was just going to say, do they have like some manner of ease of use uh, movement system? But evidently, they don't. Yeah, well, no, we don't... most mech printers are once they're down, they're supposed they're generally they can be moved. It's just time consuming. It's like moving a conveyor belt. Oh yeah. Well. If we don't got the tools we need, we could just print them up. So, 
main issue is time. Uh, over the over the comp back over to the comps and city. Yeah, no, we've got the ability. We just don't have the uh, cargo hauling capacity right now. Okay, uh, we'll see if we can get some haulers out there. Uh, do you think you would be able to escort those haulers uh, if we're able to scrounge them up? Oh yeah, just let us know when you're ready, and two of us will come back to escort them out this way. No we'll problem. do. Uh, In fact, you want to give us enough time, we could uh, print ourselves up. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm not on this call. Yeah, you're not on this call. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, just uh, reach out to me when you're ready, and we'll send the folks back. We'll do. Uh, those pirates, they're gone, right? Uh, uh, one of them escaped, we think, but all the rest are 100% KIA. That would explain the radar contact we had a, a while ago, but it's, it is gone now. Um, that's good to hear. Uh, we'll be contacting you shortly. Yep. And uh, if you have anybody you want to send out with those cargo haulers to deal with the corpses of these Torah Drakes, because we have no idea what to do with them. <laughs> she she said, "How how fresh are they?" I I lean back so I can see them. How can I tell it all? <laughs> Uh, as far as you can tell, it doesn't look like they're rotting. So they they look to be fairly fresh. Maggie uh, they is weren't. actively carving steaks. Yeah, yeah, you do see Maggie out there going to the fleshy bits and just like sawing some bits off. I'm not an expert, but they don't seem like they're rotting. Why? Uh, we'll have some biologists over there shortly. Cool. All right. And yep. Uh. Well, yeah, I sent. I think I sent you those pictures, Craig, for the other creatures uh, on Slack. But was, yeah. oh, was it direct message? Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, possibly. All right. Well, we'll be ready when you send us a message, and I'll click back over to the squad comms. Ma, stop carving on those. They're sending biologists out to get them. All right, hon. I'm gonna check out our. Uh... The other captives here. Uh, all right, gonna, um, so head over to the here's cave. the deal. They're gonna they're gonna scrounge up a couple of cargo haulers to help us get those predators back out to our ship. We're gonna when they give me the call, we're gonna two of us are gonna head back to town and probably drop our envoy off and escort them back out here while the other two get those printers ready to load. Sounds yeah, good. it wasn't a, wasn't a direct message, Craig. My bad. I'll get you some pictures. It's okay. Uh, you can just describe them because that's where she's headed now. That's the only reason I was asking. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we'll do that. Uh. So along the walls, uh, back in the harvest cavern, basically, uh, you do see in the cages. There's a few, um, quite a few, uh adolescent or even infant um, valley prowlers. Okay. Um, there is one very small uh, Tor Drake uh, that you can see. Um, and 
there's various other creatures. One of them looks to be, it has a scaly hide, uh, long, elongated snout that kind of flattens out with some tusks that come out the side, uh, two sets, one longer than the one, uh, uh, before it, uh, It's very stout, bulky, and uh, right now it's just kind of just laying down, facing the cage, just uh, basically, uh, basically just staring at all the movement now that's happening. Uh, now it, that all the excitement has died down, and this is one of the ones that looks like a, a, a young or juvenile form of its species. Uh, this one doesn't look like, uh, any of the Valley Prowlers, uh, okay. or anything else you've seen. So you're not quite sure if it's adolescent or full grown, but let me get you a picture of it because I do have pictures of these. Uh, it's also got, uh, bony protrusions on its back. Okay. Sorry, let me. I'm just waiting for it to load. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it. Um, yeah. There is also. Uh, it's got reddish. Uh, it looks fairly reptilian as well. Not quite as thick of a hide. Uh, it's got some spines down its back. Long. Uh, fleshy. They look fleshy, but they are fairly stiff. So maybe some sort of cartilage or uh, analogous to that. Uh, looks like a very large salamander. That's probably... it's. This one is about the size of maybe a Great Dane. Okay. Uh, this one looks like this. And then there is also uh, what looks like uh, the last large uh, cage that's in there that uh, has a living creature in it. Because there's multiple cages, but not all of them have living creatures in them. Um, looks to be a large bone-looking boulder that has a single curved protrusion from the front of it but it looks it looks like a large rock that's not moving uh until you get close and then it kind of just ruffles a little bit and you see this looks like a looks like some sort of cross Um, between an armadillo and a rhino yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's a very good description um i'm just describing so, that because we're not on um, 20 screen for the stream anymore so they can't see it <laughs> yeah oh right 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 um so we have um I, I, first i'm going to look at the, the the cages in general what are the what are the um opening and closing mechanisms are they automated or are they old style you know manual latches they look to be automated um uh electronic that when open they actually the bars just go straight up 
Jurassic okay. Park style. Okay. Um, I'm going to figure out if I can, if there's a way I can, I can get access to that system from, uh, um, uh, she's she's out of Homestead right now, but is there a way I can get remote access to that system? Uh, you gather that if there was remote access, it would be in the uh, room with the printers and other computers. Okay. You, um, you do see cabling that goes from the from behind them up the back wall caverns, and then they kind of coalesce at the roof, and then go in that general direction. Okay. Um, aside from that, is there a way that there could be a, um, if I can't do a remote release that would work from far away, can I set up a timer release for the cages to open? Uh, not front, not at the cages, uh, at the cages, the most you could probably do is try to, uh, brute force, uh, hack it, or you could um, interrupt the uh, source signal from the computers in the printer room and short out the lock so that you can physically lift it. I think what he was saying, though, is okay. that you could probably figure out a way to remote open them from the computer room, from the printer room. Yeah, I, I just my my concern is if they're sending scientists to to research the. Uh, oh, you know what? I don't know that because you didn't share that with us. No, I did. Um, I said they're sending biologists. I, oh, okay. I I told you to stop cutting on the Tordrex because they're sending biologists down here to look at them. That's right. That's right. You did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the issue is then she doesn't want to open up the cages and just release them all because some of them may go over and just start eating the dead Tordrakes. Yeah. And then also create uh, a hostile work environment for the biologists. So. <laughs> Um, the, the concern was maybe have some way to just to make sure that nothing gets left caged up uh, after yeah. we leave. Um, but she's got to sort of walking back and forth and she's saying to the um, the juvenile prowlers as she's walking around, I said, don't worry, make sure oh, you get out of here. Just going to do it in a way that you don't come up, jump on any of our asses while you're doing it. Um, and she's walking back and forth and she stops by that, that one that looks um, uh that the sort of reddish skin lizard with the spines on its back. Mm-hmm. Um, and she looks at it. Oh, you remind me of the, of the skin counts we used to have back on new Harlem. Um, and she'll kind of crouch down in front of the cage and look, <laughs> look in at it. Is there any kind of indicator on what's in there or, um, you know what it's called or anything like that? I see Harlem. Uh, no, they... <laughs> no, they, no uh... like, like as in, well, as in like Harlan, Kentucky. No, I'm thinking of Harlan's World, which is the which is the in which is the planet uh, the name of the planet that um, altered carbon takes place on. Oh, oh yeah. fair. Okay, <laughs> no, this is New Harlan, like from Harlan, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they they didn't label the things that they were going to harvest. Okay, <laughs> they they weren't right. too concerned about the names. They don't have one of those, you know, um, like the, cut, yeah, the, cut maps on like like they have on cows and pigs. It's like here's where you get the. <laughs> nope. There's just uh, you do see nearby. There is a table uh, or there is a crate with uh, a picture of this creature on it already. Okay. Uh, oh, like like to be packed for shipping. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is not a zoo. This is the biological equivalent of a junk drawer, basically, right? Yeah, The from what you can gather, this is a uh, poaching uh, operation where they harvested exotic animals um, and uh, whatever they may have provided and basically would sell all the parts. And you being a rancher would you would have had a few you would have had a few run-ins with poachers trying to do this near your ranch okay so there was a couple times you you lost at least one skin count to poachers uh when they when uh didn't didn't return when you called it okay or signaled for it to return sure okay She's kind of crouching down in front of this thing, and she looks through the... the it, it's bars, the vertical bars. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what you thinking there? I'll let you out. You going to try to eat my face? It, it kind of just looks up, and you see it, uh, color patterns, kind of like a chameleon, just more rapid uh, shifting of the... Uh, colors on its uh, face and up towards its antlers. Uh, go ahead and roll a d20. The answer um, is yes. It's going to you have your anything face. that might <laughs> you have anything uh, you think might help with this? Yeah, we had talked, I think, after the session last time, but I had asked you if my charm would apply to creatures as well because of the ranching background. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, so yeah. Yeah, that'll apply. Um, appropriately enough, my real life, one of my real life pets is in the kitchen knocking over things, apparently. <laughs> they do that. Um, uh, 16. 16? Yeah. Uh, so you're able to tell it's not, it doesn't appear to be aggressive. It's more of just a low rumble that you can actually pick up on. Kind of like... Uh, the not for threatening but when crocodiles do the vibrating in the water Mm -hmm. that kind of feel uh that subsonic you can hear the the top top part of it uh as it okay and then it rolls back down there was a toss it uh, a a piece of the go ahead i was saying there was a research paper done recently about trying to find the resonant frequency of crocodiles when they vibrate in water (laughs) <laughs> that got an ignoble award <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to take one of the chunks of meat that I've been cutting off of the uh, uh, the drakes and, and toss it in to it uh, kind of flicks a tongue out and it's actually it's a three pronged tongue kind of laps at it goes back in its mouth and then it a second tongue flings out like a frog, grabs it, and just pulls it in. Oh, there you go. That's weird as hell, but I kind of like it. Um, let's see. See? Come on. Come on. You come on with me. I'll show you where the buffet is. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna open up the... Um, she's going to kind of put a, put a hand on the, on the hammer, just in case. Um, but then she's going to open up the, uh, the cage. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll D d20 to try to open the cage. We're okay. all down uh, here on the southern pie. side of the facility and completely unaware yep. of if Maul gets eaten. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
I was tasked with moving these printers, so I'm going to keep moving them. <laughs> yep. I got a four. You got a four? Okay. Yeah, so you start... You, you go over to the keypad. You kind of look it over. You hit a, hit a couple buttons. And it looks like... It looks like a, a, a kennel cage that you used to have on the ranch. And you're like, maybe this is the same model. And you hit a couple buttons... And then one of the buttons jams down and it won't come back up. And you're like, oh, shit. Son of a biscuit. It's it's jammed shut now until that's fixed. All right. Well, listen, um, here, I'm going to toss in a couple more pieces of meat. And uh, and then if I've got any left over, uh, I'll sort of toss those around to the other any of the other animals that look hungry. And I'll say, all right, listen, I'm going to be back for you. You stay there. You rumble away. All right. Uh, it as you uh, start throwing around the other pieces of meat, any of the valley prowlers that get meat instantly devour it. They're just they tear into it. You hear snarling, all that stuff. A uh, couple of the other creatures uh, don't seem interested in the meat at all, um, and the uh, lizard creature that you tried to break free. Uh, Actually, it only eats one more piece. Uh, leaves the other one uh, there. Doesn't eat it immediately. All right, and, and you said the but it the man it just kind of crosses its arms and lays back down. Okay, and you said the main um, the main control for this room probably would be in the room with the uh, uh, with the printers. Yeah, that's where all the cabling seems to lead. Okay. All right, I, I will saddle back up and head in that direction then. Okay. While this is going on, uh, what is everybody else doing? Sparky was working on... Uh, are you yeah, starting to... to uh, let's see. Basically just trying to find the easiest way to uh, get these printers out of the ground, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. While still ensuring that they are, in fact, usable. Yeah, uh, so you'll be able to, the The main thing is going to be time. Um, it's not too difficult to get these unlatched. Uh, depends on the mech. Uh, it takes time to get them unlatched, or it's very fairly simple to get them unlatched from whatever they're mounted to. Uh, it's just finding something that can lift it in a single or as a single piece because of the uh, machinery that's inside it uh, that's fairly fragile if uh, hmm. it's dropped or jostled suddenly in any way once it's been uh, lifted. So it'll be easy to get it not attached to the ground. It's just getting it up Will be the does the difficult door, part. Uh, like, do the do the printers look like they were big enough to move through the door fully built? Yeah, okay. yeah, just so but they'll fit. Right. So they were carefully moved in rather than being assembled here. Hmm. Which suggests that these people probably had something to move them. She's musing aloud over this. Max, 
<laughs> when, <laughs> whenever, um, whenever um, Maggie gets there, she'll um, just tell me. I guess when she gets there. Yeah. Uh, Valkyrie, what were you up to while? Uh, Valkyrie was bringing uh, Envoy over to his mech and seeing if... Do you think you can get that thing up and running, or would you rather just print a new one out since we're taking these printers with us? Um, she says I could it have over it. her shoulder because presumably the extra compartment is like behind and above the pilot. Yeah, office. and he's actually gotten out at this point, and he's looking at he's he's been looking it over, and he says, "I I could probably walk it back." to my ship and it's not it doesn't look like it's too bad it just uh, bastards used it for spare parts uh, just gets in boots it up walks around it's a little wobbly and then he just pops back out after it's st- leaving it standing uh, yeah I can I can get it moved or uh, might just have a new one printed. <sighs> oh, well. Kind of pats it on the side. Walks over. And that's about when Maggie gets in. Uh, you want to try um, and get it out of here or are you going to ride with me on the way back? Uh, it depends on what you're all doing with these. And he points to the mech printers. He's like, I could have another one printed. I could use this, the parts from this one and some of these busted POSs and just reprint this one brand new. Uh, just depends on what all your plans are. Well, I believe our plans are to take these for our ship because our ship's lacking in the mech-sized printers. It would be handy. Might not be a bad idea to let him fix up his current ride. Um, she, the, the, I guess Homestead sort of raises one of its arms in a wave. Hi there. Hello, thank you for your help. I'm assuming you're with, as you're not being shot at with these, these two. Not today. Yep. Call sign Ma. Was up now worth looking at uh, all them critters they got in the cages. Uh, yeah, I heard those when they brought me in. Uh, sounds like a party up there. How long you think? Well, it, look, looking at the printers and looking at the mech, do I have an idea of how long it would take to patch it? Uh, if he's going to do a full just reprint and just feed the materials into the printer, um, probably take the better part of two days oh jeez. okay that's that's standard for most for most mechs though is they take time to print a full mech if you print it in parts it's easier because then you can just put it together as you build as you print the parts it's a little faster but it's a lot more work um Whereas printing at full scale, it has to print the pieces and their connectors and put it together in the printer. So it but takes a longer, it's, but it's... It, it's never... You're never missing a piece. You don't end up with an extra bolt 
in your hand going, well, fuck, where does this go? <laughs> right. Um, if, if we were to do a sort of a quick and dirty job feeding in the totally busted bits and, and printing them back out, um, how long would that take us? Uh, probably about four or five hours. Okay. Um, Mags looks around at the others and says, what do you, what do y'all think? Should we go ahead and try to get this one working or should we just work on breaking down these printers, get them out of here? How, hey, Oni, how long they say it was going to be before we get our, uh, well, our, uh, they're going to let me know once they have them scrounged up and then we're going to head back to escort them up here. I'd say just go ahead and get, start getting those things broken up. We're, we can, Valkyrie and I can carry him back and he can get his thing reprinted elsewhere. That'll just save time. Because if we if we take the time to print stuff, then it's just going to be long, that much longer to get these printers out of here. What do you say, hun? You find riding shotgun to the addressed to the the new yeah. guy. Uh, he's, yeah, uh, that's no problem. Uh. All right then, uh, Sparky, what you got so far? Sorry. Uh, Oh, I think I, I, think I cut off William. Uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, William. Yeah, so she was going to say, you could always ride with us. I mean, from my understanding, is a, there is a forming Lancer, Corp- Lancer Corporation here, and it seems like one of us is looking for plenty of numbers, she says, looking over her shoulder in the direction of Mizuchi. Oh, yeah, no, we're going to need lots of people. Well, I'll have to talk it over with my commanding officers, but it's nice not being the only Lancer in this sector anymore. Yeah, no, I've got a, I've got a particularly bastard of a bandit group that I need to put in the ground, and I'm going to need people for that. Sounds like a fun time. Uh, you have to tell me about it. Uh, by the way, um, he pulls out a tablet and uh, links it to one of the computers. Let me. One second. Stick him over here. Uh, plugs the tablet into one of the computers, into the the camera relay, and uh, says, "What were." It was Ma, Oni, and he points at uh, Sparky and Valkyrie and says, what were your... Valkyrie. Call sign, Valkyrie. Sparky. Sparky. All right. You see him tap it a couple times and send something. He goes, all right. Uh, should just be a few more moments and then you all in your mechs uh, get uh, uh, notifications of uh, uh, requesting uh, a license update. I will update my license. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Oh. Valkyrie very, very carefully, like as it, as it's asking for the license update, 
reaches into her vest pocket and pulls that coin out and just kind of links it up to the to the computer and computer system for a second. Yeah, like, you feel it get warm for a second in your hand as you set it down. There's a slight bit of glowing on the uh, the filigree that's on the inside of the coin, and then it fades, and then it's cool to the touch again. Like the, the IPS interface is just like it's 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 like um, VHS in VHS out. Well, no, it's not. not it's not even that. It's like uh, uh, it, it's it's. It, I don't. Uh, it's like the the Cowboy Bebop style, like rigged together bits of computer, and like you just have like a you have like a makeshift key that's like like looks like it was once part of like a gas nozzle, but now it's been. Like, the it's like the cord's been ripped off yeah. and it's been turned into a key. Just slot it in, turn it. Yeah, when you actually slot your key in, uh, you do see uh, some uh, lighting slowly go up the uh, up the bar for it, and then uh, when the lighting uh, starts starts ending at the far end and then goes up to the hilt, uh, that's when you know that the license has been updated. It's the same for yours, um, Ma, uh, since you're also using an uh, IPSN. Uh, and then for Sparky. I feel like the uh, SSC licensing involves a lot of paperwork. Yeah. So, <laughs> she's, so Sparky's had a bunch of like, application forms and such pre-written and saved to her slate. And then she just yep. copies over the one that she's once at the time <laughs> yeah so yeah there you you uh, have to flip open a few tabs on your data slate before you're able to uh, actually update and then you have to confirm that you want to update your license and then you have to to uh, two-factor authenticate that it is you updating your license and then yep. authentication from slate meanwhile the Nick. meanwhile yep. the harrison armory uh, uh, uh license upgrade just requires you to commit a war crime yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing Mob like with an old actual printed Sears and Roebuck catalog, like filling out a form, putting it in an envelope, <laughs> licking a stamp. Yeah, yeah. Just like Valkyrie holds out the coin, and it, it like after a minute of buzzing, and then just the the screen blanks for a second, and then just that that fucking like corrupted text shows up. The congratulations, pilot, you have been chosen. Access is yours as long as you can keep it. Yeah. No. As you pull the coin away, you just hear. Uh, uh, in the back, you just hear an grunt, and then, <laughs> and then just a slight bit of static, and then nothing. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, what what is? Did this guy give us his call sign, or did we already know it? Uh, he actually, if, if you didn't ask, but um, yeah, well, he, I, that's he, why he I introduced I, me I, by I, his name. Yeah. Um. Maggie will say, oh, thanks, hon. It wasn't even our birthday. Uh, What should we call you, by the way? Uh, My name is Gaius, but uh, my call sign is Envoy. All right, Envoy. Well, nice to meet you. Would you prefer to go by call sign or uh, Uh, call sign? All right. I meanwhile, I'm just standing in the uh, in this area over here, keeping overwatch and waiting for the call. Yeah, uh, 
probably about halfway through. So were you guys beginning yeah, that, to print the pieces or? I, uh, I think we're probably going to part. Yeah. Proceed with trying to get them apart. It, that's what we, um, I realized I was, I was interrupting William way back, but I, it, when we have a moment after this exchange, um, Sparky is is in the middle of actually working on uh on, on the the retaining clamps. Is that right, Andrew? Yeah, um, basically just making sure that these can in fact be lifted and moved. Okay. Um, While still make, making sure they are in fact functional in case we want to print anything before the moving company arrives. Is she is is she uh, still mounted or is she out uh, of her? Uh, she's she is still mounted, I believe. Let me check. Um, where am I? You would have uh, to dismount to begin working on these because I don't believe you have manipulators for I do. working. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah, that's right. You do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> yep. So uh, I can home. Do, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just do all of this inside Laramar. Don't have to get out. Yep. It's comfy in here. <laughs> um, Homestead will walk over sort of up almost over Laramar's shoulder. Um, and then the cockpit opens up, and uh, uh, Maggie will eject and say, "How's it going in there, hun? You want to keep up with them navigator arms? I'll get out and crawl around on the surface, see if we can mix it up together." Working on it. It's taking longer than I expected, but well, many hands make light work, especially when some great big mech hands. Sparky just holds up both of the uh, Laramar's arms. Both giant-sized mech hands are empty and not actually working. <laughs> um, and you can see that uh, around Laramar's waist, there are a couple of small, like almost like mechadendrite-style from 40k, but uh, they do have actual hands on the end of them, and they are working in much the same manner as human hands do. <laughs> To be fair, I'm assuming you're meaning like the two mechadendrites, like little like the metal snake style, because yeah. technically speaking, mechadendrite is a catch-all term for any kind of mechanical limb in 40k. <laughs> huh. I've only ever known them as being referred to as like the tube-like uh, extensions. Well, like for instance, there are um, like grasper mechadendrites, which are basically like the tech marine's like mechanical wrench arm that sits on their shoulder is considered right. a mechadendrite. Huh. Ah, uh, the joys of bludgeoning through bureaucracy in the 41st millennium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Figuring um, out names for things. <laughs> but We digress. Important thing is that Sparky is, in fact, using manipulator arms rather than actual mech hands. There's dock uh, arms with hands on the end. Right. And Maggie, Maggie <laughs> is much. out just on the ground, uh, but with her, uh, with her mag clamp, she can easily get up and down. Uh, these things as need be. So with the two of us working together, are we able to start getting stuff disconnected? Uh, yeah. Go ahead um, and just uh, since hacker picks will uh, apply, go ahead and both of you roll me a d20 just to see how fast you're able to. 14, 17. Okay. So for a team of people, team of about generally, let's see, who has, no, you two have engineering backgrounds. Um, 
generally a team for installing this uh it would take the better part of three days to install it uh with you two working on it together it'll probably take about um uh probably take about a week to get them disconnected and ready to move what what are they attached to is it is it flooring yeah how long will it take us to cut through the flooring? <laughs> Just ripping the, the fuck up. Way. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll finesse it once we get him on have, the ship. What do you have to cut through the flooring? How long will it take the mech, uh, um, the mech printer to print a, uh, a mech-sized sawzall? <laughs> a mech-sized sawzall? Uh, it have... probably... I can print a nanocarbon blade. That'll get through the floor real fucking quick. I have, I, have a tr- I have a power blade, so, you know. Yeah, we have weapons. Yeah, I have the technology. I have yeah. I have a pair of chain axes. Just let me go at it. <laughs> uh, well, the, the flooring is uh, more stone than uh, um, metal. Uh, All right, Jack. <laughs> then yeah, so, time. yeah. Uh it would probably be faster to just destroy the floor and uh, lift it up, but then you'd have to move the earth that's underneath it that's still bolted to it as well. So, you get it you get it up and then we knock off the bottom. I, I, I am I am mostly curious at this point, how does Sparking react to this suggestion that we just rip him out of the floor? Well, first uh, she's a bit shocked, <laughs> but uh, you don't see that behind uh, Laramar's canopy. Um, but her response to that would be, "Well, it's unorthodox, and it would it does have potential to cause considerable damage if we're not careful." But then she does produce her charge blade. <laughs> <laughs> See, hon, there we go. We got it. There we are. All right. We don't exactly have forever to get those things up, so we can worry about putting. We can worry about getting them installed on our ship when we've got all the time in the world. Let's just get the power shut down to them, so we don't get anything shorted if we cut through anything on the outside important. And you all have at it. All right. You need another pair of blades. I've got some. I got some more things to do, unless you figure we need all four of us hacking away at the floor. Oni, I have seen your uh, blades in action, and I think they have the potential to do more harm than good here. Don't we want to harm the floor? Yeah, but we don't want to tear up any of the machinery that's that's between the floor and us. As Valkyrie said that she pulls out her charge blade. I'll just keep an eye out for our (laughs) invisible bastard then. Can uh, can we uh, shut them down all the way and then shut off yeah. power to them? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. You guys are able to shut them down, and this is what we call... go ahead and roll d twenties. This is it's what about, we call the. This is, is, is going to be risky. This is what <laughs> we call the IPSN salvage operation right here. Um, can I use stay cool here? Um, to to. Uh basically perform under pressure without like specifically trying to minimize damage to the printers yeah precision under pressure yeah, yeah. this is this is a this is a dangerous situation yep 
I just before cool, anybody I get rolls I, for that. <laughs> before anybody rolls, I just oh. have to. <laughs> I heard it, but I'm looking at the the rule book right now. I just have to see the uh, rules for risky. For the record, that roll is an eight. <laughs> before oh. any difficulty is applied, <laughs> I love okay. it when my best skills do like roll incredibly low. Really makes my day. It happens. Forty-five. Okay, so yeah, the uh, the clear and obvious complications are: if you mess this up, you could ruin one of the printers. Uh, so let's see. I made enough success to counteract for the extent of uh, Laramar's failure, if that matters. <laughs> let's see. Count it out to an even twenty. Okay. So, let me check the rolls real quick. Yeah, between, okay. between the two rolls, that would average out to 10. Yeah. Um, so, the thing is, uh, you are able to, uh, with, Regan, with the Regan Leafs uh, assistance, you are able to... Um, start carving at the floor around uh, around, let's see, which which printer did you guys start on? Top or the top left or bottom right? Probably top Probably left. left. Yeah. Top left? Okay. One that's closer to the doors at least. Alright. So as you as you started off uh, you're, you're cutting into the ground and then uh, Laramar, on one of your swings, uh, you misjudge the distance and uh, your blade goes, uh, scrapes ag- across the side and goes about uh, six or so inches into the side of uh, the printer before you're able to stop it, which is, you're able to stop it fairly quickly. You didn't cleave through the bottom corner, but you did cause a bit of damage and uh, what weapon were you using uh, Valkyrie? Uh, we were both using charge blades. Both using charge blades? Okay. Yeah, you you do the same thing and you actually catch one of the uh, consoles Valkyrie. Hmm. So uh, you're able to get the area around it so that it can be lifted up but this this printer is now damaged. We can fix spots. it later. It's we have we have we have smaller printers to print to print the parts to fix the big printer. Exactly. I know an old woman who swallowed a fly. <laughs> so this one is ready? Question mark. Lightly damaged. Yeah. Lightly yeah. used. Needs needs refurbishment. <laughs> All right, we can we can we can print out the pieces we need to. Uh, why should become Irish? <laughs> I, I don't know. You, tur- you turn into phage real quick. Yeah. There. <laughs> we can print out the pieces that we'll need to get this fixed. Probably. I hope you're right. 
want to work on the second one as well? Because that'll require another role. It's not exactly much else to do here. Maggie has been trying to find the the access to the the cave. Ah! Damn. Okay. Roll very good. Oh, we're probably losing the second printer. (laughs) Come on. Hey! Valkyrie just like kicks the other one over. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, So, Valkyrie, you uh, step up to the second one. And yeah, no. So the thing is with Risky, uh, anything less than a 20 is still a failure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or it just takes longer. It's a success but you still suffer the con- some consequences. Uh, with the 20, you miss all the important parts. You don't even scratch it, uh, Sparky. You're extra careful. You're not doing long swings. You're doing short jabs and then dragging it uh, as best you can, taking your time. Yeah, this, this time Sparky's just like, Astra, plot the minimum safe, plot the minimum safe distance around the printer, please. Yep, and they do, and they be you begin following a AR projected uh, like dotted, like line, dotted line, yeah, of cut here. Uh, Valkyrie on the Valkyrie, other hand, Valkyrie is like, I should have done that. Shink, damn it! <laughs> yeah, you 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 look over to see when you're lifting up for one strike to see what's taking because you're going faster. Than Valkyrie or then Sparky this time, and you look to see what's taking so long, and you slam down, and your blade is fully embedded into the side of this. <laughs> so he just stops. Hell. Valkyrie, yep. what was that? Uh, that was a slip of the hand. Fucking hell! All right. You watch as Valkyrie extricates their blade out of it. Was it mostly through bulk chassis or? Uh, it was, you were about, so for this one, you were about, like, right here, and the blade probably, let's see, I need to turn this so that it doesn't snap, but from where you are, your blade probably went that far into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there's, it's a slight gash down the side, and then it just digs in farther. One of these will take more time to repair than the other, is what we're saying. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, they will. Both of them can be repaired, though. <laughs> uh, you, uh, Mizuchi, shortly, uh, or actually while these two are uh, working on the second printer, uh, you hear... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Brain fart. Uh, Lancer uh, group, uh, we've located or we've gathered our cargo haulers um, uh, waiting to receive uh, your escort uh, All wherever right. you are. Alright, uh, two of us will be heading back momentarily. See you in a bit. And then over squad comes. All right, right, cargo haulers are ready. All right. We just finished cutting loose the second one, I'm assuming. Yeah. And so just a reminder, uh, it took you guys about seven to eight hours to get here. And then the short time 
and then it took you um yeah you, uh, let's see i'd say another four hours so it would have been you're two hours into cutting the second one uh out of the ground um when that message comes through. Uh, so you guys have been up for up and on mission for about uh, just under uh, 10 hours at this point. Uh, uh, just so that you guys are aware of the time. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so two folks with AIs. Uh, have your AI pilot you back so you can get some shut-eye, and I'll hang back and help extricate the rest of this mess that you two have started. <laughs> I mean, I also have stims that'll keep me up if I need them, so... I think that later part is the uh, the operative term here. If you don't need them, why use them? Exactly. You got AI, Unless, go ahead and use them. Well, now now hold on. Are those stems that good shit? I mean, I've got a dose of kick if I need to stay up, so... You know that's not what I'm asking. All you, I staying up, you staying up or you staying high? <laughs> Can we focus, please? We've been uh, out here a long day. I just want to know uh, that uh, that Valkyrie is enjoying herself behind the wheel. I will say that Umbra Draconis techs are very good at their at their chemical at their chemical mixes. However, two of you need to take our envoy and head back to escort the cargo haulers. Yeah. <laughs> so, before that call, though. Uh, Craig, go ahead and roll a d20. Hacker fix will apply for trying to uh, open or trying to find the controls for the gates or for the cages. 12. Uh, yep. Okay. Yep. You're able to access them. Question. All right. Yes. Uh, would I be able to make it back to the city faster if I was flying? Because we were, um, we, it took us seven hours to walk. Yourself. I mean, yeah, but you can, yeah. you can, you can vent heat. You can stop and vent heat. But like, would it be faster to fly back to the city than to walk? It would be safer. Uh, it, yeah, and generally, it'd probably be a little bit sa- uh, faster because you wouldn't have to deal with the terrain. You yeah. just have to uh, pick a landing spot to vent your heat, and then yeah. Yeah, because it's because it's 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 one heat per round, so it's just fly, 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 land, vent, fly, 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 land, vent. Um, but yeah, potentially, because that might be a reason for me to go back that way. But aside from that, I'm the only one that doesn't have a comp con unit. I think so. If you have a comp con that can just autopilot you back to the city while you sleep, that makes more sense. I mean, yeah. if Ma and I want to head back, 
one comp con can do the autopilot while someone else stays awake to actually watch out for threats that the comp con won't be able to react too well to. I could go back as well with you and whichever uh, whichever one of you has room. And I've got plenty you, of extra room. Yeah, if you both want to catch some shut eye on the way back, I've literally been doing nothing the past four days other than staring at bars and rock. So I've had plenty of sleep. <laughs> well, Sparky, you're the one who's got the uh, CompCon already set up to cut the rest of this thing loose. So I can go back. I think Valkyrie's the one out of the two of us with extra space. You'd be sitting on my lap if you ride with me. All right, then. Valkyrie's All right, to which? So. <laughs> Starts walking over to Valkyrie. <laughs> okay. Actually, he hasn't seen... Like, yeah, no, he hasn't. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's the one he knows has room. And you just said you didn't have room. So but technically what I said was you'd be riding on my lap if you yeah, were with me. Yeah. He doesn't know you that well yet. <laughs> um the hat the hatch for the Regan leaf opens. Alright, he'll he'll begin climbing up. Um, b- before this happens, so I can yeah. get the I can get the cages open. Yeah. Yep, okay. You can get the cages. Um, open. Can I fix the one that jammed? Uh, yeah. You can tell that uh, on your end, you're just seeing that same that button that got jammed in. It for the uh, for the access code. It's literally just the button got stuck, so it keeps putting that one that one input in over and over and over again. Okay. Uh, and you're able to manual or you're able to reset it from there and it uh it's unlocked uh hasn't open but it is unlocked can i do them remotely now now that i have access yeah you can remotely unlock weren't you wanting to not do that just in case they started eating the tour drinks (laughs) no but i I want the capacity to do it so i want to have it on from here you can actually tell that each of the cages is transportable as well oh Great. Okay. Well, <laughs> we have a spare cargo holding the ship, right? <laughs> yeah. We should probably not poach the animals of this planet. That's <laughs> the thing. We're not going to poach the ones from here. We'll let the ones from this planet go when we get outside. They're all from here. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Some of them were shipped in. Right? Isn't that what I'm assuming? I'm assuming that from the crates. Yeah, one, uh, a few of the dead ones that you've seen, uh, a few of the dead creatures uh, in the cages, you do recognize from Offworld uh, just from vids that you've watched on the OmniNet. And also, and, and those those three that you specifically called out, the one that looked like a, a rhino medillo? Yeah. Um, <laughs> rhino medillo. Um, Medilla Rhino. I'm a Rhino. Yeah, I'm a Rhino. I'm a Rhino. <laughs> I'm a Rhino, guys. <laughs> that funky. I'm a Rhino. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the uh, uh, that first sort of the croco croco dog or uh, yeah, whatever that one was. And Porky then the, boar. 
Yeah. <gasps> Porky yeah. Boar. Um, and then the um, the other one, the one that she said looked like a skin count. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she'll go back then and sort of now that she has the, the access codes and the ability to, to get these out of here potentially on the on the transports, she'll go back though and um, check and see on that on that one, the one that was uh, the, the, the rumbling one. Uh, looks to looks to be just uh, resting, laying down. Um, okay. Kind of like how caged animals will do if there's nothing to do. They're just kind of yeah. depressed mood, just laying down, waiting okay. for something to happen. I'll go back and get its attention. Hey there. How you doing? Remember me? S- slight. The head slightly moves in your direction. Doesn't get up or anything. Is, it, is the other piece of meat still in there? Like it hasn't yeah. eaten it yet? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, here. Uh, let's see how you like this, and I'll hit the release button. Remember, okay. we, had, we had a deal, no face eating. <laughs> so you're out of your mech? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, door pops open, uh, and it immediately uh, stands at its full height, which imagine a great Dane standing on its hind legs with also very large cartilage like antlers. Uh, And it kind of twists halfway, grabs the roof and begins crawling, climbs out of the cage and just goes up into the corner of the roof and just uh, go ahead and make uh, a D20 roll. Uh, If you have spot or anything like that, that'll help. No, just as you see its uh, outer skin begin to shift in color uh, as it crawls up. 17. You're able to follow it, though. Uh, okay. You you watch it just go hide up in the corner. It doesn't go in a corner corner, but just where the, the wall meets the roof. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just starts hanging there. She looks at oh, we're flicks, gonna have to... flicks its tongue out a few times. We're going to have to put a bell on you. Come on down here. Come on. Come on. Um, make a charm roll. <laughs> I would like to note that while this is all going on, people mm-hmm. are actually leaving this facility. I, well, I, uh, I think... Sparky, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yep. Sparky has, in fact, directed Astra to cut along a dotted line, <laughs> and then she's hit the recline on her chair and is out like a light. <laughs> I, I, I had assumed this was going on probably during the seven hours of the original, like cutting through the first. Yeah, this is so. This oh, is happening. Right. Be, yeah, this is happening before you got the call that the cargo haulers are on their way, or are ready to be on their way. A six. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Andrew said, always great when your best skill rolls super low. I got a two on the d twenty. So Total yeah, six. you you kind of you you hold up the meat a little bit and you kind of toss it up a little a few times and you're like, hey, come here, come here. And then one of the times you toss it up, that same tongue, uh, the, that second tongue, lashes out a good 25 feet, snatches that meat out of the air, and then goes right back into that darkened corner. Congratulations. So you know Mom. it's still there, and it's not leaving, but it's also not coming down yet. Congratulations, okay. you have let loose an invisible predator that will try to eat those of us that are staying behind. <laughs> oh, he just shy. Come on. 
but I, 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 I can't spending more time with it. I can't really re-roll that, right? Not yeah. It'll it'll be a little okay. a bit more time before you're able to make another roll to okay. influence it some more. Unless unless anybody needs help, she probably will stay up. Uh, she will feed the others that don't have any food, uh, just from the Drake carcasses. Okay. Um. All right. And, yeah. Uh, just sort of at least try to get it used to uh, to to her presence. A handful of the creatures uh, don't touch the meat. Um, uh, but other than that, like the Valley Prowlers, they just absolutely engorge themselves on whatever you put in there and then curl up in the back corner away from the door of the cage, uh, face the cage door, and then mm-hmm. lay down. Are, are are any of the other um any of the ones that don't seem to be eating is there any stock of grains or grasses or anything that i can see anywhere uh not i don't i mean i don't vicinity. think these guys were you know really taking care of them but yeah curiosity no, and these the ones that aren't touching the meat well don't know if they look thin or if they're just already lanky creatures uh but uh, a handful they a handful of them do appear gaunt ish okay no they haven't been feeding the herbivore as well yeah are they um are those ones do they, what do, what do those ones look like do they look dangerous and aggressive uh no they look uh one of them looks like uh <clears throat> Uh, like a large salamander type creature uh, with uh, no scales, but uh, kind of a a leathery hide that uh, folds up a little bit. Um, uh, One of the other ones uh, looks a bit uh, like, uh, I guess you could say a large spider crab type creature uh and then uh the other one uh another handful of them look like uh uh let's see hard to describe them um crap where's the picture i had for them well um so they have uh beaked features on the front and a large uh, plate that kind of reaches over the back of their neck and curves slightly. Uh, But they have uh, light colored fur and stripes down the neck and shoulders that kind of taper off into uh, just like a towards the small of the top of the back, uh, uh, like a triangle towards the back. Um, and don't appear to be aggressive or hostile or anything like that. Okay. Is there um is there any way I can get a any kind of record of of what creatures are native to this planet? Uh, uh which which of those are native herbivores? Yeah. Uh you would have to uh honestly wait for the biologist to arrive. Okay. Uh right. or you could calm or you could try to communicate with them and figure out 
uh, if they have a list. You're going to be you. walking back with them anyways, so. Yeah. Yeah. I just figured I could let them loose already. Can we, I, I, I know we were joking ahead of time before the session about, about how much time we would take to get anywhere. So this doesn't turn <laughs> into like Maul Crocodile Hunter. Can we, um, can we say that Maul makes a quick call and describes yeah. them and, and yeah. tries to figure out which ones are native? So yeah, the herbivores are native. Um, okay. Uh, it just looks like they weren't being fed. The valley prowlers, you know, are native. And the um, <laughs> Amarinos are native as well. All right. All right. Great. Uh, they're just um, from, they're actually from a different continent uh, on this oh, planet. Okay. okay. Native, but this your, is not your, their habitat. Your, chame- your chameleo lizard is not native. Yeah. Yeah. The chameleo lizard is not. Did the Amarino eat the meat or is it also an herbivore? Uh, it did eat the meat. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, the scariest of all rhinos. I'm a uh, scary rhino. um all right so um over 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 group comms mall says all right so i'm gonna let out some of these local fellas and let them get up to get the grazing again okay so long as they don't try to hurt me well try not to look too tasty like a piece of grass i'll do my very best and also you know they start to stampede. You get out of the way. We may have to mill them. It's all right. I'll walk you through it. All right, opening gates. Um, <laughs> and she'll she'll open up the gates to the ones that are local, or at least you know in in close to their native habitat herbivores. Okay, so yeah, as soon as those ones open, uh, they kind of take some tentative steps out, and then most of them bolt. Uh, let's see one second. I'll make sure that, that, that the ramp is open first. Okay. Yeah. So some, you don't, of, you don't let the, you don't let the them, out of the stall doors before the barns open. Yeah. So a handful of them bolt straight out. Uh, but, uh, a couple of them do get lost and mixed in between the, uh, tour drakes on the, while they're messing, uh, while they're running and end up in the st- small hangar bay before you have to shoo them out the right way. Uh, but all the herbivores do make it out. I, I would, I would very much like to imagine it, it, that in the, in the anime that the show is, the, <laughs> the, the camera at this point is entirely focused on the hijinks going on in, in the hangar when they are getting, when, um, Sparky and and Valkyrie are slicing to pieces the printers, and you just see through the doorway and the windows in the background, Maul running around and hurting animals. Yeah, far away in the background, and just like yep. Oni, like flying over them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> while while they're uh, undoing the or working on the printers, this door is left open, and <laughs> and. It, at one point, you do see Ma chasing one of the larger herbivores, like just straight up chasing it. No, 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 not that way, not that way. Uh, and hurting it back the other way. Um, but eventually. Funny enough, the uh, Camellio lizard has not moved uh, from where you left it. I will, I will close the cage door on it when I'm, when I'm, you know, running around and chasing all the herbivores, but. Yeah. Um, Come back on it. Okay. And then 
so they're loose and everybody else is fed and i have taken up like 45 minutes of our of our game so i apologize <laughs> let's move on yep all right so you guys uh begin your track you're easy enough able to uh actually who's going back docker and maw i'm assuming docker and, and envoy and envoy yep envoy going so to go ahead and uh roll a d20 Anything apply? Nope. All right. Oh, we got it. All right. You do. <laughs> yep. You you are able to not run into any uh, of the local fauna. Valkyrie does take a dose of kick to stay awake. Okay. I, while they're gone and Sparky is sleeping, I uh, dismount from my mech and I begin basically in order to stay awake the tried and true method of exercise. So like <laughs> if at any point Sparky wakes up, there's just like, might just see like, uh, cause there are like roll bars attached to the, the various points on Mizuchi. Like you'll just see, uh, only like legs locked into the roll bar doing upside down sit-ups and crunches like from the roll bar and things just working up a good sweat. Yeah. Like, Valkyrie stims are like built into her, so anytime she doesn't have them equipped, it's just she doesn't have any anything in them at the moment. But like when she takes her dose of kick, it's literally just like there's a there's a hissing noise from like around her neck, and her jaw just kind of tightens there for a second, and then she's fully awake. All right, Maul has turned control over to Doodlebug, and she is immediately asleep. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Sparky is definitely the type that uh, uh, learns to sleep when you can. <laughs> I do like that Valkyrie and Oni are both like that sort of super soldier stereotype, but where where Valkyrie has built-in stims and things to keep her awake, Oni just has discipline and just like exercise and maintaining focus. <laughs> I mean, Valkyrie does as well, but the thing that you'll learn about Umbra Draconis, if you learn anything more from her, is that they had nothing on their hands but stuff to make artificial humans. No, no. I'm just talking about the, the, the two different approaches to the same concept is really fun and funny. Like she she's she's got the level of discipline where if she really needed to, she could just exercise to stay awake, but when she can't, like for instance, she's piloting a mech, her body is built to do this stuff. Alright, one second. That's not what I wanted to do. It's sort of the difference between All right. um it's all the difference between in 40k, the difference between orcs and, and space marines. Where it's like, they're both built to the same purpose, but one's all natural and the other's heavily modified. <laughs> yeah. Alright. I guess in this, so... in this comparison, Oni is an orc. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah it takes you uh about seven hours to get back to uh back to the Lapran uh, metropolis um uh, 
not even halfway through the recommended awake time on a dose of kick, considering it says it can keep me awake and alert for up to 30 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've definitely committed. Uh, I'm going to crash as soon as that 30 hours is up, but, you yep. know. Yep. That's enough time it's to get be... there, get back, load things up, get back to the ship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you begin... Um, uh, you link up with the cargo haulers, and they're basically like uh, the large, not quite as slow, but the, like, you know, the spaceship haulers, like the space shuttle haulers, where yeah. they have their yeah, super yeah. large, uh, just the platforms, not quite that large, so they can go a little bit faster. Um, but uh, you begin... You link up with them and begin the trek back, uh, keeping an eye out for uh, Fauna. Uh, uh, Envoy actually gets off and uh, stays behind um, to go to his ship uh, and fill the Andaran military on what he's what he what happened to him basically to debrief um once sparky gets up you guys I back will pass at the pirate out. base yep <laughs> okay yeah she basically um she sleeps for roughly eight hours and then there's a tiny uh alarm in uh in laramar's cockpit and she is awake instantly <laughs> Alright. It's about that. Sleep when you can. Wake up as soon as... Wake up in a heartbeat. <laughs> yep, and probably about an hour or so after uh, you get the message from... Uh, well, depending on if you guys announce that you're on your way back. Uh, Actually, if they take seven hours to get there and Regroup, then yeah, you probably actually wake her up before, um, before the eight hours. But that's fine. I don't know. Like, he will give you all the sleep you need because he can go up to twenty-four hours before he needs to pass out. Oh no, um, I was thinking more the uh, um, Valkyrie and Moore since they are the ones regrouping with the. Uh, do you guys? Send, yeah, do you guys send us a message back? Yeah, it depends. It depends on. If you guys do or when, I think I, Valkyrie would send a message when they were like halfway back to be like, "We'll be there in a few hours." Okay, so then you haven't gotten anything yet. All right, I, I Maul would alert when they when they arrive there because I think I, I I think the instructions that she gave to Doodlebug were to navigate to the uh, to those coordinates and then sound an alarm, so she would wake up at that point. Okay, um, so at that point, yes, yeah, she would radio back just to let them know that they arrived safely. I would, right. and then yeah. After after Sparky wakes up, I'd get uh, only would get about six hours of sleep, and then before he's back up and ready to go. Okay, how long do the stims last? Thirty hours for kick. Okay, so you're <laughs> Valkyrie. You want me to take over? Or are you still good? I'll I'll be up for the next uh, twenty three hours, but then I'm going to pass out immediately and probably sleep for ten. All right. Well, I'll uh, 
I guess I'll take my watch 23 hours from now. I'm going to get a little more shut eye. She goes back to sleep. <laughs> She will All set. Right. She will set Doodlebug to sound alarm if there are any um, unknown uh, things that show up on scanners, and otherwise to simply follow along behind um, uh, Reagan Leaf. What is the homestead's sensor range? Is ten. Okay. All right. Valkyrie, uh, Valkyrie I, I, will I, wake her up before anything. Before probably before the sensors on the Doodlebug do. Yeah, yeah, pr- probably, but just as a precaution. And I also want to be clear, it's anything, essentially, she would set it for anything size one or bigger. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll another d20. One of you two. That's me, because I'm the one Probably the one who's awake. <laughs> <laughs> great. Right. Yikes. Nice going oh, great. Boy. All right, one second. Join us next week when we actually change our overlays. <laughs> we got another hour and 15 minutes. Um, yeah, no. Uh, go ahead and... We got another hour and 15 minutes. Half of that's going to be Maw talking to the animals, and then... <laughs> uh, I'm going to need at least an entire session. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead and... Um... Roll uh, uh, another d20. Anything apply to this one? Uh, if you have anything that will help you, do you have spot? Uh, I have survive if that matters because we're in a because we're in a wilderness environment. Yeah, yeah, I'll say that'll help. Wow, yeah, I'm rolling great today. <laughs> so yeah, you. That's a seven. Because we're not you in combat notice... and I'm not rolling, so all the bad rolls are going to other people. <laughs> so, uh, it's not until um, your until my sensors pick it up. <laughs> until your yeah, until your sensors pick it up, and the sensors on but, okay, we have the yeah. same sensors. Yeah, same sensors. Uh, you pick some. Fuzzy, uh, some fuzzy readings on the edges of your sensors, uh, but then you notice that they're on all edges of your sensors. There's multiple. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, and then you actually stop and look, and you see about six, not full grown. Uh, Valley prowlers slowly circling and stalking as the cargo treaders are uh, moving forwards, but they seem to be intent on your you and uh, the homestead right now. So Valkyrie immediately puts up the halt command and just doesn't even hesitate and just opens fire on one of the small ones with the with the with the cyclone. Because okay. if one of them immediately gets obliterated, the other ones will probably run. Yeah, go ahead and roll an attack. If you hit. Uh, the uh, They do have soft cover. That's fine, because the Cyclone Pulse Rifle is accurate. Oh, accurate and difficulty cancel out. Yep. Uh, 
You know, accuracy. One d twenty plus two. Or one d are we at one d twenty plus one? I Is it half rounded one. up or half rounded down? Half rounded down, I believe. Uh, uh, could be wrong though. Yeah, it's plus, it's, it's plus one. The attack bonus is yeah, plus okay. one. Twelve. Yeah, that hits. Uh, hang on, I have to pull up my uh, my other mech. Because <laughs> I'm technically still piloting the uh, the uh, So it's super heavy is 3d6 plus 3 damage. Eight fifteen damage. Ow. Jesus, yeah. Uh, you put up the halt command, and in that same fluid motion, you reach over, uh, pull the cyclone heavy rifle off your back, flip it over, grab it, and then just unload on a patch of where one of your sensors is picking these up. Ma, you're woken by gunfire. Immediately and, over comms. I'm up. What's going on? <laughs> it's it's like that scene from Predator where you just mow down all the vegetation and uh, in a cone. And there's some dust and smoke. And once it all settles, there is a dead valley prowler about 10 meters away from uh, one of the uh, cargo haulers. Does that send the other ones running? Oh yeah, you don't hear any, you don't see anything on your on your sensors anymore. Because <laughs> it, it was also loud. <laughs> so yeah, Valkyrie just mows it down, and then immediately reloads the gun and puts it back. All right, <laughs> uh, good work. You really got that. That's real. <laughs> and she uh, she she gives a signal to keep moving, and then continues on. Yeah, funny thing is, is when you put the halt command up, the homestead kept walking because it was <laughs> it was set to follow me. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, well, it was. Yeah, it was set to uh, like follow the path back. Yeah, um, specifically following the Reagan leaf. So yeah. Oh yeah. If the yeah. Reagan leaf keeps moving, it keeps following the Reagan leaf. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So uh, after that, <clears throat> you guys are able to make it back. Uh, you two back at the base, just been sleeping, working. Uh, I would, be, uh, I would, any, be, I would be awake. Any at this repairs point, so. you wanted to do uh, would have been time enough for you to uh, at least get started on some of those. Yeah. Um, while only... some of you were banged up. Oh, I was thinking more about the printers. <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, as well. You yeah. Can... Wh- while Oni was. Uh... Sleeping, um, Sparky would absolutely have been looking for materials and tools to use to do her best to fix up the printers on her own. I mean, we have you have smaller grade printers and enough scrap metal to feed into them. So true. Uh, but I do also need to figure out like what exactly what parts have been broken, how best yeah. to fix them, all that yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't. And... I have thermite charges, so I don't know if that'd be useful. <laughs> Not for fixing. No. Uh, go ahead and uh, roll another hacker fix. Yeah, hacker fix makes sense, yeah. I was just looking at my other skills. This is not a character that fixes things. 
Aha, 12. 12, all right. So you are not familiar with uh, putting together printers, but uh, you're able to use the OmniNet connection that these... Uh, well, sorry, these ones don't have an OmniNet connection. I have an OmniNet uh, Oh, yeah. You, no, you have an OmniHook. So you, you, uh, you use your OmniHook to connect to the OmniNet, and you're able to find the blueprint for these, this particular model of printers and figure out the general area of what's been damaged, what parts need to be fixed, and you begin uh, getting the files that you'll need to print off these parts and in what order you'll need to install them uh, as well as the housing that was damaged by the blades as well so all right i would have uh uh, while 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 sparky is after i wake up and while sparky is like doing some things i go ahead and uh, busy myself with knocking off as much of the floor that is attached to the thing as possible not like not 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 trying to carve things out, but like here's bits of the floor that's still attached. Just with the mech, grab, push down, breaking them off by hand rather than using dangerous weapons. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you're able to grab it, and instead of like pushing down and pushing, instead of pushing and pulling, you more grasp and crumble yeah, what's basically. there, yeah. so you don't break anything. Um, all right. Um, you're able to clean up the edges a little bit. There's still stone, uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be, the, not going to get it fully clean, but I'm, I'm just trying to get it. So it's going to be easier to get it into the cargo yeah. haulers when we, when they get here. Yeah. We'll fully clean yeah. them up once um, they're on the ship. So with, also with your, um, uh, yeah, I've got the synthetic muscle fiber too on this thing, so I'm probably the best at just grabbing and crushing stone right now. <laughs> uh, with your um, repair, uh, well, with your the beginnings of your repairs, Sparky, um, you and all the pieces that are damaged, especially in the second one uh, that you guys uh, brought out. The first, the first uh, printer is probably going to take anywhere between one to two days to fix the second one probably going to take closer to two weeks yeah sparky would focus our efforts on the printer that has been uh less badly damaged dinged instead of actually damaged (laughs) yeah dinged instead of had a charged blade put through part of it does the one that's dinged would it still be viable for work would it still work in its condition right now uh, you'd have to boot it up to see. I didn't know if Spark um, would be able to tell that during the repairs or not. Oh, um, so, yeah. Can I like run diagnostics on it or something? Yeah. Uh, with that role, um, it would be a bit slower. It wouldn't be as optimized. Uh, there'd be a small chance for it, it to fail uh, mid print, but you could possibly begin printing uh, a mech out of this. Because hmm. I, I assume the second one, there's I mean, no way... None, of the, none of the super important necessary parts have been... Yeah. Uh, like, the absolutely necessary parts have been damaged beyond 
uh, use. Um, it more of uh, looks like a couple of the redundant systems. Yeah, like secondary and tertiary yeah. systems, etc. Yeah. Things for finer detail. So it'll print IPS in mechs just fine. Everything else is going to have a problem. <laughs> I mean, that might be true, but it would probably be best to just make sure that, I don't know, a cooling rod doesn't fall out at an inopportune time. <laughs> I mean, if they're Harris and Armory, the cooling rods fall out when you want them to fall out. <laughs> Nuclear Cavalier is a good is a good talent. <laughs> you, All right, you get so to you can uh, I'll say so. If you put down forty eight hours for repair for the first uh, mech printer. Um, if you want to begin repairs on that, uh, depending on how long you want to work on that, or if you want to start printing something, um, by the time they get back, you'll be down to 41. Uh, yeah, Sparky would definitely inform Oni that she is not doesn't entirely trust the printer's functionality. Um, I have not done an ideal repair job. It's a repair job. It's probably not an ideal one, uh, but the printer is functional. No worries. We'll make sure we get both these things up and running before we get our, hit our next mission. Yes, that would be ideal. Rather than trust to luck and try printing something in its current condition, I would yeah. prefer to. I mean, Valkyrie's not there, but her recommendation would be you can get one of them fully repaired and start printing while you're working on the second one. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So fix the start fixing the one that is least broken. <laughs> okay. Seven so, hours yeah. off on that one, and the and seven hours off on the, that one. The group get here. Yep. Uh, at any point, you take a look at the data that you grabbed off of the computers, or do you wait uh, for the rest of the group? Yeah, Sparky would wait for the rest of the group to get back. And okay. Maybe once, maybe once we're off planet. Okay. All right. Seven hours rolls by. Cargo haulers show up. They park in the uh, well. Actually, they would they just lay down a ramp and come in the shuttle bay. Yeah, they'd go down. Uh... Yeah, I would. I would direct them towards the hangar. Well, that's the thing. That hangar uh, is. Mostly a vertical shaft. Oh, is it? Because this was, yeah, this was down in a plateau. Uh, this was a hidden base. They don't, they don't want to. Uh, they didn't want. Uh, so, I mean, there is a ramp over in the top right, the one that um, well, let all the we'll, we'll carry them out. The, out we'll carry them out the front door. We'll let let them park at the front door, and we'll carry them out to them. <laughs> You're loading space trucks. Basically, yeah. <laughs> We're moving. Uh, we can't. We can. Yeah. We, we can't carry these things all the way back to our ship. We can probably carry them out of the base. Yeah, and it'll take all four of you to move one printer uh, at a time. So that makes sense. Even with my, yeah. even with my, uh, uh, even with, 
it's yeah, more of a bulk it's, thing than it is. Yeah, than it's than more it cumbersome than it is. It's easy. It's easier for you to like you're not straining under lifting something this large or anything like that. But um, yeah, we're trying is, not to drop cumbersome. these things and have them break further. So basically, I get one end, and the three of you get the other end. <laughs> For stability. But, yeah. So, well, it takes you, well, let's see, about an hour to get them moved and loaded onto the, uh, onto the cargo haulers. Um, and another seven hours to get back. 15 uh, hours, I'm officially halfway through my dose of cake when we get back. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, it'll take you about, let's see. Yeah. It'll only take about another hour to get them loaded onto your ship. Um, and where we can spend the weeks repairing and installing them properly and getting all the stone out of our ship. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, you have them loaded. Uh, is there anything you wanted to do before you guys left? The pirate base? Uh, get a hold of our envoy and see what his plans are. Oh, sorry. Before well, we left yeah, the pirate base. Sorry. Yeah, yeah but pirate before you left the pirate base, because uh, at least one of you has has some business here still. Yeah, I'm going to go back. Um, do, are, are the biologists here now? Yeah. Yeah, they actually uh, they drove out before you passed them on the way. Okay. Uh, to uh, Laprin, they were in uh, basically the equivalent of just rovers. Um, okay. Heavily armored rovers because Valley Prowlers, uh, but they uh, zipped past you guys uh, headed towards the coordinates that you gave them. Do we have space to load up the other crates? Yeah. Okay. Uh, All bef- right. Also, before we leave, just over to Sparky. Uh, Sparky, did you get anything off those computers that might be relevant before we leave? I haven't actually looked at it yet. Let just me give see. it a quick scan. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give it the once over. Um... If, 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 if the computer suddenly says, oh, look, there's a cache of gold bars in one corner that we've hidden <laughs> secretly away, good to know now. <laughs> It's like a Fallout style note. Yeah. Like, uh, the code. Hey, Clack, don't forget to look and find the extra caps that we hid in the corner. And because you're so stupid, here's the code. <laughs> exactly. Can't believe I have to keep telling you the damn code. Keep writing it down. Remember, folks, if you write down your passwords, no matter where you have it stored, they are inherently no longer secure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, what, uh, let me look at, hmm. I don't really know if I have any particular triggers that help here. Uh, no, you've already gathered the data, um, and... Oh, yeah, but I'm just trying not, to, like, analyze it now. Yeah, uh, it, funny enough, this data, for whatever reason, is not encrypted. Oh, well then. They're pirates, not cyber... Cyber specialists. Pirates, at least not this hackers. group wasn't. Yeah, I think that at least has some manner of security on it. But the security uh, was yeah, in, with in your, a hidden base. 
<laughs> yeah, and they were they were honestly planning on it not being recovered. Um, uh, their wipes weren't as fast as they thought they were. Um, the small bit of information that you're able to uh, gather from that is uh, coordinates uh, for planet uh, where a small Tovalan fleet is apparently orbiting over a planet known as uh, Sanctum Nova. Uh, one moment. I'm just copying this down. Sorry, a what fleet? Tovalin. I'm putting it into. Uh, yes, thank you. Chat right now. Weird. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, Sparky will uh, read over the fragments that she's got and uh, then get back on the comms to Oni. It says here that a Tovalin fleet, if that means anything to you, is in orbit over the planet Sanctum Nova. We have coordinates. Does, do any of those proper nouns mean anything to me? Uh, no. Nope. Nope. Uh, Sanctum Nova. No. Doesn't mean uh, it doesn't mean actually, anything to go me. ahead and roll. It does. Yeah, sorry. Uh, go ahead and roll a d20. Um, I don't think you have any triggers that apply. Uh, no, probably not. 11. could have swore maybe a year year or so before everything ha or before the SMC was uh, destroyed destroyed uh, <clears throat> some some people uh, wanted to contract you and it might have been that name it sounds vaguely familiar but it Thank could have been no Toval or Tovalin that's that's the only thing that maybe yeah. Yeah. nothing nothing concrete coming to my mind and I'll open the channel to Maw and uh, Valkyrie hey uh, does uh, Toval or the Tovalin fleet or Sanctum Nova mean anything to you too do any of us have anything that applies does it uh, no. No. Not no, to me. I ain't never heard it before. I feel like I've heard the name before, uh, like in a contract a few years back. I have to look it up when we get back to the ship. But, we got coordinates to it. Seems like it might be easier to do with, uh, with, uh, extra resources, that's for sure. Yep. Well, anyways, let's get all this loaded up and get out. All right. 
Ma, is there anything you're doing? Uh, yeah, she, I mean, she's going to load up the cages. I'm going to, if I, if I can, I'm going to try one more, uh, with my chameleon buddy. All right. Or would be buddy. Yeah. Uh, takes you a few moments. Chameleon. Uh, <laughs> takes you a few minutes actually. Uh, but you're able to, to spot him. Uh, he has moved. Um, he's actually, uh, takes a little bit of looking around, but they're, near the uh, cooling station uh, where the water is. Okay. Um, I'll go over and um, I, and again, I guess close the door behind me uh, into the uh, close the bay behind me and again, go over and try to try to see if I can get him to come down. All right. All right. We're going to do this uh, one of two ways. You're coming out of here. Nobody's leaving you behind. We can do it two ways. You can come on with me. You can curl up and be nice and cozy inside the homestead. Or you can be stuck in one of these cages as you do it. So come on. Come on. I know you're going to pick the smart one. Come on down. Invite a carnivorous animal inside the cockpit with you. <laughs> That's a bold strategy, Colton. See if it plays out. What happened to Maw? Well, she got mauled by an animal that was brought into her cockpit. It was weird. Like, oh, now I means. get the name. Um... <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. More, more changes her call sign to Maul. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. Uh, two, two things spring to mind. One, she has previously expressed that this is all she considers these latter years of her life all just gravy, and so that doesn't seem like a particular concern. And two, she is missing a leg. <laughs> so. <laughs> she doesn't. Uh, there happens to. We like. We, what being said is that there happens to be a pattern. I got another six. All right, one second. Would the DC be any lower for the ranching background potentially? Uh, yeah, there is some things I'm taking into account. He's always ten, though. Uh, I, I I mean, uh, not to argue against myself, but I think the, the, the ranching background is the reason I get to use charm for this in the first place. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love for you to say, no, it all works great, but uh, that's a pretty crummy role. Uh, so how are you trying to, besides besides just talking to it, well, how are you has, trying to charm it down? She, she has the... Um, um, uh, she she does have a couple more cuts of meat. Um, she'll confer with the with the biologist and make sure she's taking what is essentially to them just scrap meat, so she's not taking useful samples. But she'll take things and and any kind of of positive interest. She's trying to do positive reinforcement. Um, any kind of positive uh, interest or or response that she's getting from it, she will toss food towards it. Ma's like, the latter years of my life are just gravy, and then she gets eaten by a panther, and then we flash clone her back, and it's like, by the way, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you're with, uh, actually with the help of one of the biologists, because they don't want a non-native uh, creature left on the planet as well, um, as much as they would like to study it. Um, uh, they talking with them a little bit. Uh, they suggest that maybe you try to match the frequency through your comms 
I don't know if this thing was uh, subsonically or, uh, you know, doing the low hum, uh, that might help. Um, but it doesn't appear to be interested in the meat. Um, but you actually lose sight of it uh, when you uh, look back at the biologist and be like, All right, so what now? And then you look up and it's gone. Oh, hell. All right. Well, let's see if we can lure this damn thing back into the cage. I guess we put a, put a bunch of the meat back in the cage and then wait and try to trap it again. Because at this, at this point, she doesn't want to delay everything. She's just going to take it back up to the ship in the cage. Yeah. Uh, everybody else, go ahead and make a spot check. If, if you have spot. <laughs> it's not going to work that way. <laughs> if we don't, is it just a regular D20? Yeah, if, if you don't, it's just a regular D20. <laughs> this is great okay. rolling tonight. Okay, so Oni. Ten. You're the only one that notices. You're the only one that notices. Uh, towards on, on the back of the homestead, you see a pair of cartilaginous antlers hanging down as this creature, whatever it is, you see a vague outline of it just hugging the back of the homestead while she's still uh, uh, broadcasting that subsonic. Uh, over my comms, Maul, you've got a hitchhiker. Oh, look, bless her heart, she knows her home. I don't think that's how that works. Oh, hush, you let me have this. I mean, I'm not going to blow it off your Mac, but... <laughs> no, I mean, you let me have this moment, Oni. You know what I mean. Um, and uh, so she will... Can we can we get it back into the crate now that we've located it? It's attached to your mech. Just walk uh, out yeah, with I'll it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> sure. That's like that's like saying, "Oh, the bird's on your shoulder. Now just walk outside. You've got it under control." <laughs> How it works with parrots? <laughs> Not if their wings aren't clipped. But. uh yeah, I'll, I'll say that through knowing that it's on your back, you're able to gently coax it off of and you're able to keep it held in place because you're still in a 15, you're, you're in a large mech and basically holding a puppy now. <laughs> so you're, you're able to put it in back in its cage and sure. load it. <laughs> okay. And you guys get back on your way. We will, when we get back out into the plains, um, She'll release the prowlers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll say that I could have hooked that up to your, uh, hooked it up to Homestead for a remote. Yeah. And as uh, you I mean, look I, back, I mean, you see a river of valley prowlers <laughs> uh, of varying <laughs> sizes just run out of this ramp and into the, into the large foliage. And you see, uh, the, the foliage ruffle and all that stuff, and then eventually it just all calms back down. I wonder if that's what was stirring them up in the first place and making them attack. Good will be. Bunch of poachers. You know, poachers coming out stealing your people, and you attack any mech that walks by. Might be. They may just be ornery and try to eat anything that walks by, too, but. I think they're probably smart like enough to know that they can't eat. They can't eat this. Is gesturing to the mech. 
Or they can, and that's kind of the point. Well, that's disturbing. Get the biologist on the comms. Can those things eat metal? <laughs> uh, no, but much like the uh, ancient... Uh, uh, back on Cradle, I've read reports of... Uh, they used to be called sharks that would eat, eat uh, metallic objects anyways. And kind of we've they've tried to eat it they just don't digest it good to plus know some, plus yeah. sometimes there's a chewy center yeah 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 that's uh they are not getting to the center of this tootsie pop <laughs> one two three <laughs> one to two to three <laughs> <laughs> One, two, chain axes. <laughs> Five is right out. Yep. All right, you guys make One, it back two, to your ship. Five, three, uh, sir, three. Load up the uh, mech printers, and then contact envoy. <laughs> yep, and then contact envoy. Uh, sorry, I forgot what you said. I know. I was uh, just seeing what his plans are. Oh, um, this is, uh, well, I can think it'd actually be better if I joined you. I'm down a mech and a Lancer without a mech is a person, basically. <laughs> so I'm going to join up with you guys and <laughs> uh, load my mech up on your guys' transport, if that's all right. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yep, uh, by all means. We're heading out to another job for Not the Andar. Actually... Uh, for the Andaran Council, anyways. So. Ah, yeah, they mentioned that. Um, the scouts still haven't reported. I don't think they've made it out of their jump yet. Uh, the place that they were looking, the Vandama system that they were looking at, uh, was about a two-week jump. Um, should be getting news back within a few days, though. Uh, sometime next week. Um. Oh, I'll sit here and repair then while we wait. All right. Uh, which ship is yours? What what docking are you at? Give him the coordinates. Valkyrie will chime in with our docking back. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, it flies over, and he's actually in a, a scout ship that's just big enough for one mech uh, that uh, is actually able to dock on the top of your guys's. Uh, mech as like a shuttle, yep. or your guys' ship as a shuttle. Oh, hey. Uh, so, like, yeah. If you feel like joining us, the Bifrost could have a scout ship. Could not hear a word you just said. He's muted. I was talking to somebody else. Oh, okay. Speaking of the Bifrost, we still need to come up with a proper name for our company. <laughs> Because if we're going to be doing jobs, we need to have a name, and we can't just keep jumping back and forth between uh, between the uh, the Dragon Raiders, the Sanamaru Mercenary Corps, and the two schmucks that got tagged along. No offense. <laughs> Three, Valkyrie says, indicating Envoy. <laughs> 
My old ah, crew yeah. used to go by the Devourers. Is that where the call sign comes from? Yep. Well, I, I am looking to reestablish the Sadamaru Mercenary Corps at some point in time, just so you are all fully aware of that. Well, how about we keep all these critters as mascots and call ourselves a menagerie? <laughs> that sounds a little too close to the name of my last unit, which I, well, I don't really know why, but we were called the display case. That's weird. That almost sounds like an insult, and I'm sorry. Well, I suppose you can take it up with Showcase if we ever meet him again. <laughs> how about... That's great. How about we combine the two names we already have into something cool? Like... The... Mawoni? The Dragon Raider Division of the Sanamaru Mercenary Corps. See, that implies that you've just subsumed the Dragon Raiders, and that's going to be a problem well, with me. Are there any more of them than you? I don't know, and that's part of the issue. The joint collaborative unit of the Dragon Raiders and Sanamaru Mercenary Corps. That's Rolls a very right off the name. tongue. The DRSMC. Sure. That huh? Works. Huh? <laughs> sort of like pointing at Ma and Sparky to see what they think. <laughs> I mean, sure, if you want to sound like you're dropping out on a corporate squad. I mean, I'm just saying, if we're going to go by a set of. Uh, we're going to go by an abbreviation, at least let it spell something cool. Begins thinking about how. Maybe it needs. Maybe it needs another word to go with it. Hmm. Thinking. <laughs> like, leans back in whatever chair he's currently sitting in, because he's definitely not standing for this conversation. Thinking about different <laughs> words. Got any suggestions, Sparky? Uh, it's difficult. There's, there isn't much beyond our shared interests that really unite us. We are a rather irregular group, aren't we? That works. The DRSMC Irregulars. Sparky flinches. <laughs> that wasn't what I was thinking of at all. How but... about just the Irregulars, then? I mean, that'd be the shorthand, yeah. If it works for everyone else, that's fine by me. I'll run it through Diamir. <laughs> oh, what they think your group should be called? Well, no, no. It's like, like, apply this to our ship name and things. So, like, uh, yeah, apply okay. to, yeah. Yeah. So we would be established Lancer Corporation. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I'll uh, be doing in my downtime. <laughs> my downtime activity <laughs> is going to be... Uh, hang on, let me, let me pull it up real quick. Um, yeah, there's, there's a specific one for like starting an organization. I think yeah. it's get organized, literally. Yes, I think it's... I think I'm, I'm going I'm to get organized. Yep, it is get organized. For my downtime. All right. Organization type, military, organization name, 
the DR SMC Irregulars. Purpose, goal, organization details, Lancer, mercenary. Uh, do we want to start with influence or efficiency? I think right now we're mostly just efficient, not very influential. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, haven't really made a name for yourself quite yet. Efficiency can be used to perform activities related with your organization's purpose. You can use this. You can use these advantages as reserves. So, yep, yeah, uh, you guys have uh, about a week uh, and a half of downtime uh, before you hear any news of uh, from the scouts sent to the other planet. Uh, about, let's see we, how long. Uh, can we be printing mechs? Uh, yeah, so you guys will be able to print the mechs. It'll take uh, the supplies that the Andarans gave you to uh it'll take all the supplies that the Andarans gave you to print the mechs um and uh any repairs uh that you would have had to do to your other mechs uh would also uh eat up those supplies um each of you uh when you request your mechs from the uh, various corporations. Uh, Sparky, you get started first as soon as you get back because there is, for upgrade, updating your license, there's a lot of paperwork. For getting a new mech printed, oh, there's even more. <laughs> and so yep. you're, while everybody else is getting theirs uh, ready to print, you're just finishing the paperwork. And then you get, shortly after, you get the... Uh, the file sent to you uh, with uh, three stamps of approval, one from the corporate headquarters, one from the local cluster branch, and uh, one from a uh, random quality assurance programmer uh, that all have their seal of approval. Uh, let's see. Who knows who any of these people are or what yeah. they do. <laughs> yeah. No connection to SSC whatsoever. Yep. Um but they still got to approve everything. Uh, Oni and uh, Ma, your your requests for the files for the new mechs uh, are answered fairly quickly. Uh, uh, Once you display your badge uh, or display your license, on the console, the files are sent over uh, almost immediately. Um, and for uh, Valkyrie, <laughs> the files are there before I ask for them. Yeah, uh, the, files, you, the files are just there on your hard drive when you're not looking. Yeah. So when you uh, go to request the, uh, when you go to the request which mech you want. Uh, you put the coin on the tablet and before you even start scrolling through what frames are available, uh, it already starts downloading a baller and it says granted. And then (laughs) that's it. Uh, And about 
about 12 hours after the ship gets in the air, Valkyrie's like, I'm going to be out for a while. And about an hour later, she just collapses physically. Oh, we're on the not even in the air. We're just hours. staying in dock. We're staying in dock until until we get the word. So. Yeah, but about like about 12 hours later, she's like, I'm going to be out for a bit. Next hour, she's completely passed out for the at, next 10. At some point in the week, in the week or so that we're waiting to hear from those scouts, I will like check with Valkyrie and see if the Dragon Raiders have any sort of like, like, uh, like standard like tattooing, and we'll show off, you know, the the, the Roku Monson that the SMC do. He's trying to figure out. Oh, you want to hear about standardized tattooing? Let yeah. me tell you. He's trying yeah, to figure out yes. ways to blend there, these two things together. <laughs> We're gonna end yeah, up. There's our the the Dragon Raider tattoos. Uh, well, Umbra Draconis. <laughs> tattoos are a bit more front and center <laughs> would be a nice way to put it uh you ask valkyrie when she when she when she wakes up and she basically runs there's this there's this long line tattoo that runs down the side of her face and she just goes so here is the designator of my name this is my title this is my rank within within the organization this is my general branch and this is, and she goes further down. This includes my current deployment, my squad commander, and my roost. Sort of pulls down the front of his because he's wearing he's back in like the tank top now. Pulls down the front of the tank top to show off the Rokumansen. This is just our uh, our indication uh, that we're sworn to do our duty regardless of whether or not it costs us our life. So we're gonna have to do some sort of blending here. <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh... The vat, the vat grown of Umbra Draconis have a number of physical identifiers, including their hair color and eye color, and also within individual organizations, we have identification tattoos, which give which give name, title, rank, and for the military especially, deployment squad, commander, and roost. We should come up with some sort of just graphic image that combines these two things rather than trying to just take on the full. <laughs> I mean, a draconian's tattoo gets updated anytime any of that information changes. Yeah. Ours Sparky, uh, <laughs> three days later, you finish. Uh, three days later, you and if Ma helps, uh, finish uh, repairing one of the printers, and you guys can begin printing your new mechs. So now we have, those that are watching will have noticed that the overlay has changed. So now, Oni is piloting the IPSN Blackbeard named Gyuki. Valkyrie is piloting the Horus Balor named the Sigrun. Sparky now pilots the SSC Emperor Lazuli. And uh, Maul is piloting the ISPN uh, Lancaster uh, Baba Jaeger. And uh, like to, to provide specific explanation to, um, to Oni when he asks Valkyrie's like, so my name, this one indicates that I'm a Wormkin, which is the draconian equivalent of the Lancer rank, which is to say a pilot beyond the normal skill level. I'm a captain. I'm from the first squad of the Stoneborn front with, with the Valkyrie's Roost. 
Yeah, I'm going to try to figure out a way to incorporate those ideas, not necessarily those specific kinds of tattoos. Well, into there's no a, role for that, so I'll let you do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you know by next week what I've got with. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, you guys, uh, and you're able to, it takes about two days to print the mech. So by the end of the, uh, by actually about the end of the week and a half, uh, you're able to, uh, you have your mechs and your, your new mechs, uh, your other mechs are, uh, repaired. Uh, well, they're, they're used, they're consumed in the process because we can only have one mech at a time. Or they're just deactivated. I guess mm. so. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah, you had enough materials to print the other mechs, and you have enough bays to store them. It's just you can only have one active at a time. Yeah. Uh, and Gaius uh, actually uh, uses the printer as well to print out a black witch. Nice. Uh if you guys are cool with that, yep. Letting him yeah. use the printer, he he will do that. It's fine by uh, me. We have already press ganged him into our service. He just yeah. hasn't fully <laughs> yeah. acknowledged it yet. Yeah, and <laughs> he yeah about halfway into uh, waiting for the the news from the scout uh, sent to the other uh, planet, um, he does say that they basically reassigned him to act as a liaison between them and you uh, and basically join your guys' company until further notice. Welcome aboard the DRSMC Bifrost. Happy I to be here. Glad to have you with us. Um, what What is the... Um, I'm sorry, what was this mech called again? Uh, he prints a black witch frame, uh, but it's called the Goss. Okay. What's the manufacturer? SSC. Uh, SSC. Uh, SSC. So he got onto the paperwork about the same time that uh, Sparky yeah. did. Right. And funny enough, you guys have the same QA guy. <laughs> <laughs> so final stamp of approval for the uh, program. Uh, so, yeah, those both prints. Uh, something I just remembered. Um, yeah. Why? Uh, would more be working on fixing the printers with Sparky? Yeah, I think so. Um, after like the first day of repairs, um, not looking up from her work, Sparky uh, speaks up. You asked for the weirdest thing I've eaten? I sure did. Deep fried poutine. It's a heart attack waiting to happen, but it's amazing. Maul sort of smiles to herself. Um, I appreciate you thinking about it. Where'd you get into some of that? Back home at Fortune. They have, uh, a, no. they have a distinct style to it. I can send no. you the recipe. <laughs> I'd like that very much. You want me to see if I can make some up? I'd be interested to see what you do with it. Well, let's give it a try. Uh, that ev that evening, uh, Maul gets an email uh, describing the the process for the uh, for this particular dish. Basically, you take cheese curds, wrap each of them in a layer of mashed potatoes, 
coat those in potato flour and then deep fry them. Transfer to a bowl and douse in gravy. Usually with a side of veggies. And Just French to add fries, a bit more nutrition. I recall correctly from poutine. Sorry, I missed that. And French fries, if I recall correctly, about poutine. Oh, um, the mashed potato layer uh, basically replaces the fries. Yeah. Fortune style. Oh, you're muted. You're muted, Craig. There it is. Now, uh, is that good? Yeah, yeah you're good. Okay. I, I had the hardware mute on, and it, it didn't undo when I flipped the thing down. Sorry. Um, how, um, how easy would it be to replicate that uh, on the ship? I mean, knowing that the answer is not very, but would it be possible to make an approximation? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be possible. Uh Let's see, because you have get you can a hold. Create of the molecular you... structure of potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have. I do have get a hold of something. Yeah. So yeah, you'd you'd be able to <laughs> you'd be able to get a hold of something that's close enough to a potato substitute. Uh, oh, this right. is this is actually an ag- agricultural uh, outpost. So. Yeah. And of course, it's not going to be like identical to fortune ingredients, so you get the next best thing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're able to you're able to make it. <laughs> All right. So desire. The, the simple potato has spread across the stars as a staple food on many worlds. <laughs> so, with, uh, with using using some of the smaller printers, by the way, I have I have printed out a a a uh, NHP piloted tattoo chair that Diamir can run for us and like by the end of the week the the tattoo uh, so uh, 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 Oni has a new tattoo which is a dragon sort of wrapping around his uh, wrapping around his bicep coming up over the shoulder and down around the Rokumonsen and in the scales of the dragon are the Similar to the similar to the line tattoos that that Valkyrie has, but these are in these are in uh, uh, these are in Kana, uh, just the the Kana for uh, Oni and Lancer and uh, um, well, whatever the oh and uh, uh, Sanamaru. Yeah, it's like it's it's in her artwork, like the series of lines. Yeah, going yeah. Down the side so basically, replicating that that function, if not that form, in the uh, in the t- in in the scales of the dragon tattoo. Yep. Uh, as soon as you explain uh, what you're trying to get across uh, using uh, traditional tattoo art and. Uh, the style of the Dragon Raiders and Umber Draconis for designation and everything like that uh, takes about 15 seconds for Diamir to compute through all different variations of how that could work and then shows you a few, you pick out your favorite yeah, and then uh, proceeds to tattoo it on you uh, which uh, takes a little bit of time but um in that same time uh towards the end of the tattoo uh Dimir says that they've also uh one second they've also um compiled uh upwards of 
4 trillion images and works of art that could be applied to this uh, for any that would want it. Uh, could I get... So basically any tattoo. <laughs> because I can just... Because we can print SSC Sylph undersuits, could we get... Could I get Diamir to include some of the... Uh, some of the mechanism of like a Sylph undersuit into the tattoo so that it can change? Because for those that are for those that aren't yeah, as not? familiar with the self, the self undersuit is basically a body is basically a fully encompassed like uh, like uh, body suit that can that aren't can they grown? yeah they're they're kind of they're 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 by they're organic um, and they can yeah. modify their appearance to be whatever you want whether that be opaque or translucent or look like any way you want while giving you f full and complete protection from space and giving you and sustaining you without need for food and giving you like 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 all all the things that a that a uh that like a um what are the other ones the the like the mag suits or whatever they're called can do but Nonsense. at the same time being able to look like anything and like having that injected into the like... tattoo would mean the tattoo could change <laughs> Yeah, intentionally uh, getting an infected tattoo kind of yeah <laughs> so yeah it's it is a little weird and it's not so much uh it's actually once the tattoo is finished uh you watch as the tattoo needle actually recedes flips over turns into a slightly higher gauge hypodermic needle and then just jams into your arm about half an inch and then you feel something wriggle in your bicep and then the feeling recedes. Sorry, Andrew. I have, I have a thing with needles too, so it's, it's bugging me, but I'm arm. enjoying it. Yeah, no, the, the, these semi-biological <laughs> yeah, I... skin-tight undersuits can be worn for extended periods. They are translucent, semi-liquid, and able to be stored when not in use. Uh, conforming to whatever container they are placed in, they clean the host's body, aid natural healing processes, and eliminate waste. As desired, segments can become opaque, change color, or take on new texture. They cover the host's head, sealing its vacuum, providing protection against radiation, filtering air or liquids, even providing the ability to breathe water for a limited time. They're really neat. Yeah, this uh, lets you change the color and texture of that tattoo and uh, lets you add any like embellishments to the outside of the outlines. So yeah, uh, I will, I will so, yeah. after getting it done, I will sort of show it off to everyone else and then make some of the change. <laughs> yeah, and that feeling comes back up whenever you make it change. Feels a little weird, but it's but, cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's pretty damn sharp. Uh, I've programmed Dime, or Dimeer has programmed themselves with any number of artworks. So if anyone else wants to get something similar, the chair's over there. Oh, they got anything sort of like a like a face-on view of a dragon's teeth or anything? Probably. <laughs> are you wearing Are you wearing anything? Uh, well, like I was going to say anything like helmet-wise, but uh, we're in the just through your. Yeah. Uh, so on a screen near you, when you ask that question, uh, an image pops up and then at least 30 more windows pop up and just there's just a, a menu to pick from. 
um, scroll through and see if there's anything that sort of um, there, it, it, Maw has an insignia. Nobody's ever seen a tattoo that matches it, but Maw has an insignia on her jumpsuit that is sort of just teeth going like this, sort of front on, like uh, as, as yeah. though you were looking down a Maw. Um, and is if there's anything roughly equivalent to that, like that you could put a dragon around, she sort of taps that in in vague interest and says, hmm, "I might be able to put this around the." Uh, the original work. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, there's... You pick a few images that kind of fit that description. And then you say, uh, there's, it, it's like these, just I want it more like this. And then as soon as you say that, kind of like AI machine learning, uh, it, even though it's not, uh, they... NHP machine learning. Yeah, NHP machine learning. They... Uh, uh, put together uh, a composite and create a new picture for you. Hmm. Definitely uh, something to think about. Valkyrie kind of looks at one of the screens. It's, it's a long shot, but how much do you know about uh, Umbra Draconis runes and tattoo origins? It's a diasporan culture, but maybe you've got something? Uh, they search through uh, their... <laughs> Uh, do you get an alert if your Omni hook is being used? Or do you have to actively turn it on or anything like that? Uh, let's see here. Um, I feel like a large-scale ship like this might have its own OmniNet connection. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Wait, yeah, no, I think I already said it did. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I forgot. Um, yeah, no, uh, you watch it open up a, a, a database, start searching through planets. You f- it finds Umbricanus goes through uh, lore and then brings up just lists and lists of runes and historical contexts, uh, their, their uh, evolution over time, a uh, whole bunch of different. Look, looks at it and is like, so this is what we looked like from the outside. Okay. And just kind of selects a handful of different alterations to her facial tattoo and also something specific to her lower back. And as she like strips down off of, off of the, the shirt to lay down for the, for the lower back tattoo, you see that there is a, um, what did I say? That's what did I say? The, the, uh, the, the set, the, the cast tattoo for her was, um, um, Raider symbol is orange. Yeah, so yeah, it's a side. Yeah, so the um on on the lower on her lower back is a side profile of a dragon's head inside a circular emblem. Um, and above that, she gets the 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 Rokumon Sen put sort of like in background to the dragon, and then flips over for the facial tattoo as several as several of the tattoos across her face are removed and replanted with different symbology. Okay. Tony. Yep. Do you intend for all of us to make use of this? If you want. Hmm. Even I'll give it some thought. In the uh... S- in the SMC, everyone was required to get the Rokumon Sen over their heart, but I don't really care if you don't want to get a tattoo. 
Well, I just I just feel like if I were to get some manner of insignia, then repainting my arm is probably more suitable. Yeah, what you want? Yeah, if I end up doing it, certainly not going to be over my heart. Later then, as it's sort of thumbing towards where Valkyrie's getting it on the lower back. I don't necessarily. I'm not. I'm not quite as strict as the founders were. And by quite as, I mean at all. <laughs> so noted. If you're curious, that's the cast of the Dragon Raiders. We have the face tattoo for individual markings, but most individuals on Umbra Draconis have their cast tattooed on them somewhere private. The Rokumansen is an indication of our willingness to die for the cause, because we've already paid the ferryman his fee. That's why it goes over the heart. It sort of has an explanation. <laughs> hmm. Tattoos are a lot more practical where I come from, unfortunately. Yeah. They're not exactly the done thing in Fortune. Well, you're making your own fortune now, so you can decide whether you want them or not. Exactly. Uh, while you guys are having this uh, chat, whenever it's going down, um, let's see, uh, Gaius will catch you guys and say, uh, I think one of you said something about got a little bit of data from the computers before they wiped. Uh, were you able to figure out what it said? Uh, yes, it was a... Uh... Sparky pulls up her slate because she had it on record. Uh, coordinates for the planet Sanctum Nova. Apparently a Tovalan fleet is in orbit there. I... They seem to make it a point not to talk around me, but I did hear something about possibly... Tovalin's getting pissed off about something. Uh, I don't know what that is, but what coordinates? Um, you know, I haven't heard of Nova Sanctum either. Hey, Dimir. I haven't even heard of Toval. Hey, Dimir, could you bring up any information you've got on Toval and Sanctum Nova? Uh, they do a quick search through uh, with the OmniNet. They pull up nothing. There's something. Uh, actually, yeah, no. Uh, they they don't find anything, but the coordinates uh, that you have do pull up uh, to a planet about two weeks jump away. Uh, but when uh, Dimir pulls those up on the hollow map, uh, Gaius looks at it and goes, that's not, that's Vanima. That's where the, that's where the scouts were headed. So Sanctum Nova is that, their nickname for it? Or it's a place it's, on Vanima? No, no, that's. Vanima is the name of the colony and the planet. That is, I uh, one moment uh, and brings up uh, 
towards the end of the week, uh, this is happening towards the end of the week, yeah. brings up the uh, uh, comms relay uh, and hails um, the Andaran planet and, well, hails Calvin and uh, comes up on screen says, I was about to contact you. The scout should be on their way. Or the scout's information should be coming back anytime soon. Uh, their broadcast, they should have uh, at least reached uh, Vanima uh, by this point. Uh, Guy says, well, the information that we have saying says that it's going by Nova Sanctum now with a, a fleet orbiting it, so uh, hopefully they're not up to anything. And uh, as uh, you guys are talking this over for a little while, um, he says, oh, one moment, we're getting the the data packet right now. Uh, and he brings it up and shares the screen. And uh, you can see from the point of view of the, the scout ships, uh, them drop out of uh, FTL or out of uh, near light speed and uh, over, over the planet you can see what looks like one capital ship uh, two ships probably a little bit maybe a little bit bigger than your guys' ship uh, three destroyer sized uh ships as well and a handful of smaller ships flying between them uh and on the surface uh of the planet beneath them uh looks like um uh it looks like the surface is on fire uh there is smoke pouring into the atmosphere some sort of uh, impact it looks like may have taken place uh, there's debris uh, that's orbiting around uh, in between the, the ships and the planet surface uh, and uh, you can see uh, what looks like uh, their sensors begin to uh, flash uh, as you begin hearing frantic uh, calls for evasive maneuvers as it appears that one of the ships has deployed fighters. Uh, and I believe that is where we're going to be ending it for the night. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. All right. Goodbye.